Welcome to Critical Apocalypse episode 123. As always, you can find me right here, right now, talking to Ant. Ant, how you doing? The fuck do we do here, Ant? I mean, that's your thing. I'm just going to sit down for a bit. Yeah, fucking... Fucking, you get on with some fucking shit. Fucking beauty man. queens blowing fucking chunks everywhere, man. Um, welcome to a, a media podcast in which we talk about all things that we watch, see, do, dance, cry, scream into the void as the ever-encroaching darkness slowly takes us beyond this mortal coil. Hey, man, how you doing? Alright. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. High energy. Yeah. High energy, yeah, always. Yeah, yeah you yeah. always just come in straight away with the news. The news, what news? Thought you going to come in with a bit of news. Um, well, I'll come in with a bit of news then, Ant. Um, I guess Scream am 7... Am supposed to get the news ready? Scream 7 isn't happening. What? It, 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 Did you hear what, what happened? Do think, what do you mean, not happening? Do you, of course you hear what's happening? Happen- do you hear what's happening? So the lady who plays... Um, the serial killer lady in the new series of films, she tweeted a pro-Palestine message. You know what Hollywood thinks pro-Palestine messages are? Anti-Semitism, apparently. So she got fired. Oh. Seems fucking stupid, doesn't it? Mm. You can you can post pictures of Israeli people firing guns into hospitals all day long and not get in trouble, but as soon as you mention, hey, maybe we should consider the Palestinian... Civilians and all of this. Genocide is school when you're scared to upset the Israeli government. Yeah, that's true. That's okay. Because so it makes you look like a Nazi if you say something bad against Israel. No, it doesn't. But that's what they think. Oh, right. Because um, they've made all these films where, you know. The Germans. The, save, saving the Jews is the good thing. And yeah, it, but is. it is. It is good. Yeah, but Israeli government is a fascist. Fuck, fascist, monstrous government. It's nothing to do with being Jewish. Yes. Yeah. They're murdering children. Yeah. And then carting their bodies off and using them for friggin' propaganda, saying they're Israeli children. Literally. Oh, yeah, literally stealing yeah, the bodies stealing from kids. the hospitals. Yeah. But anyway, um, who cares about Scream 7? So anyway, so, um, so yeah, so she's not doing Scream 7 anymore because she's been fired. And then a day later, guess who else quit Scream 7? Yeah. General Ortega. Yeah, I mean, but she was probably going to try and quit it anyway, wasn't she? No, she's been in two of them. She seems she seems to enjoy those films. Yeah, but she's got better things to do. Yeah, I guess. And she, she's Wednesday that, series two. She doesn't want to do that either. She's, she's just quit filming that, hasn't she? Isn't she? She's, she's filming. She it now. clearly has no interest in that show. Yeah, <laughs> I think she's going to be one of those ones that just disappears eventually. She's like that Timothy Chalamet, where suddenly the internet decided she was famous. Oh, he was and he was famous Timothy as well. Timothy Chalamet's actually been pretty good in some stuff, though. Yeah, but they just they just appeared out of nowhere. No, he did. They just turn up and everyone's like going. 40. No, he's like a nepo baby, I reckon. You reckon? Yeah, I reckon he's a nepo baby. Anyway, yeah, so General General Tiga's out. So in the closet. No, she's just out oh. of Scream Seven. And so, guess what they're trying to do? I mean, you imagining what they're trying to do? No, no, no. Guess what they're trying to do? This is what mm-hmm. they. This is what has been has been rumored. They're trying to do. They're going to make Saw Eleven instead. No, they're going to try and pay Neve Campbell an actual wage and bring her back. Nah, she 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 she's got no interest in that. No, so she didn't come back for the last one because they refused to pay her an actual wage. Mm. And so now, she's she they're like courting her again. But I don't know how because what would the story be? They have like these new characters and like this new. It doesn't matter. It's a screen film. 
Does it, it does it really matter what the story like a, is? In there the was like film? an actual like continuation, like well, the first yeah, three that's... Scream movies. You know, EastEnders has continuation, like fucking. It's an EastEnders. We're looking at the Thames. Oh no, here comes Phil. He's bald. Look out, Grant's got AIDS. And maybe there's Wellard. I think Wellard died years ago, didn't he? Fuck off, Anne, alright? Grant died too. We're not bringing up dead people. I was singing a nice song about EastEnders. Mm. I saw Phil Mitchell once. You saw you saw the the fictional character Phil Mitchell. What was he doing? Anne? He was in Toys R Us. He was in Toys R Us. Yeah, Phil Mitchell. You looked really miserable. The character from EastEnders was in Toys R Us. How did you differentiate Phil Mitchell from the actor who plays Phil? You're Mitchell? trying to think of his name, are you? <laughs> yes, I am. You mean Steve McFadden from Boyzone? No, Steve McFadden. It's it's fucking that's Phil Mitchell, right? No, he. It was just around the time he got caught dogging. All I do each time is pray. Whoa. Do you remember that? That was a big scandal. Step and da, da. You know, I don't remember that because I don't. Steve McFadden. It's Phil Mitchell. All I do each night is pray. Right, anyway, get on with it. Don't know what? With whatever you're doing. Fucking. Stay on your phone. Just having a quick look at the old, uh, old news. Do you remember Barry? Obama. Barry Obama. Yeah, Barry Obama. Mm. But Rex. <laughs> no, that's what his friends called him. So his friends called him Barry? Yeah. Not Baz? No, they call him Barry Obama. Why would you call him Barry Obama? Baz is such a cooler name. Because we're best buds. I hang out all the time. What would you call Michelle Obama? <coughs> Mrs. Obama. Yeah, Mrs. Obama. <laughs> call her whatever she wants me to call can her. Can I have another glass of water, please, Mrs. Obama? Of course you can. So polite. Makes me milk. So polite. (laughs) Milk and cookies. Uh, Anyway, so we review stuff and things. Well, we're not talking about the news. Has anyone anyone died? The guy from Killing Joke died recently, the guitarist. Are you just worried about whether people have died or not? Is that all you're forgetting? Isn't it what we're all worried about in life? Just like, oh, who's died? Who's died? Various various people. Who has died? A lot of people. All right, okay. Well, I guess I'm starting this week. Because someone's throwing a fucking strop again. Me? <laughs> Fuck you, Anne. I saw the Marvels. Oh, I saw that. I, was good. I can, yeah. You reviewed that last week, didn't you? Well, two weeks ago. Did I? Yeah. Was it two weeks ago? Yeah. I don't think I did. Yeah, you did. It's only last week I saw it. Was that only last I week I saw it? I don't know. I, I thought you remember. reviewed it two weeks ago. I don't know. Because you were talking about the time switchy powers and... Yeah, maybe. One sec. But just Once... review it. Okay, um, it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. Um, Told you it was. There are moments in it where I wish... Told you I reviewed it two weeks ago. There are moments in it where I wish that they had, like, leaned more into the fun premises, like the planet where they sing. Yeah. Yeah, it's all all kind of fun and, like, nice and light-hearted, and it's not, like, bogged down by a lot of the shit that's been going on in, um, in other... Marvel properties. I mean, isn't it amazing how Secret Invasion played so much into the story in this one? Oh, you did review it last <laughs> last last episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, Secret Invasion, literally nary a fucking whisper of that shit. Mm. Yeah, yeah, but um, they did also have to spend at least five minutes in the film explaining what happened in One Division and Miss Marvel <laughs> via flashbacks. Yeah, which I didn't really think they needed to do, but there we go. 
No, they have to because they know people haven't been watching. That's true. Keeping up, people are complaining about how much they have to keep up with. That's yeah. going to happen more. That's going to happen in fil- more films. I guess. Um, but yeah, so all in all, like a fun film. I liked it. I thought um, it was nice to see Kelsey Grammer again. No spoilers for the film. It's weird that he didn't wear any makeup. Like he came right off the set of Frasier. Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling. Tough salad and scrambled eggs. I don't know what to do with... Okay. Alright. Uh, yeah, so, uh, story is intertwined powers due to the, due to the use of a band that drains the life off of someone unless they have, like, some sort of energy source. Um, this woman is using it and her own life force to drain other planets of their resources to reinvigorate the homeworld of the Kree. When all she needed to do was ask Miss Marvel really nicely to go and shoot some lasers at it. And apparently that worked. At the sun. At the sun, yeah. Well, they didn't know that. that was, they not, didn't know that, but they didn't ask. No, well, they wouldn't have asked, would they? Why would you ask something if you don't know? So think, science powers. They didn't know. She she didn't know that she could just restart the sun. Probably should have drained the power of another sun though, and fired it into her sun. Mm. Could have done that. Yeah. Could have, I guess. Yeah. Um, some really nice moments in this, um, like they. It's the first film I've seen where there's a conflict and then they can resolve it very easily by talking, so they just talk. Really fucking First nice. film ever that you've ever seen. One of the first films I've seen where ever. like that actually happened. No, 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 genuinely. Like, how many films have you watched where someone simply saying, hey, take a second, let's just quickly talk about this, could resolve the entire thing? So many films where conflict is involved. I recently spoke about that dog shit. What was the fucking movie? The Flash. Oppenheimer. <laughs> yeah, Oppenheimer. No, The Flash. Mm. Where he mm. keeps running back and goes like, Barry, wait a second. Let's come up with a plan. Instead, he just keeps rushing Yeah, but you need the like... film to happen. Pardon? You need the film to happen. Yeah, no, but like... You can't have characters talk things through. Otherwise, the film won't happen. No, but the film would happen. Mm. They would just be like, okay, have you got but the plan? But people don't understand word. Go. Don't understand word for words. People understand punchy. Anyway, you so can't, in, there's no problem in, in a superhero movie can't a solve by punching it. In which Ms. Marvel, um, she she sort of puts herself in in harm's way to try and save some save some scroll people. Oh, by the way, there are more scrolls. There aren't only a million on Earth. There's a bunch more. So Secret Invasion really didn't need shit. But they're all out in space. Yeah, so we don't, already we don't colonizing care. another world. Yeah, they don't care. They've got a whole planet with like a whole structure of their society. Well, not anymore. They don't. Oh yeah, no, not now. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Um, but yeah, musical so, planet's probably dead as well. <coughs> so yeah, like there's like a really nice moment where Ms. Marvel tries to save a bunch of people and she in doing so jeopard like well doesn't jeopardize but endangers herself. And um and Miss Marvel, she gets quite angry. She's like, Hey Miss Marvel. Mrs. Marvel Captain Marvel Captain Marvel gets quite angry and she like she chastises her in front of in front of her. She's like, You can't save everyone, just get on the fucking shit. And then when they're in space she goes, I'm sorry I spoke to you like that. Like, what you were doing is good. I just sometimes forget that I'm not on my own or doing this by myself. Well, she's wearing that tank top. Well, she's wearing the tank top. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about the tank top. Kudos mm-hmm. to the costume designers on this show. Mm-hmm. Everyone looks fantastic. Scarves are plenty. Which K-pop group do you reckon that Prince was in? Which the one, one that Captain Marvel's married oh, to? Oh, BTS. You reckon? Maybe. Do yeah. they speak it? They don't speak English Yeah, they well. do. Do they? Of course they do. BTS? Half their song, they sing their songs in English. I'll do that. I've never listened to a BTS song. Yeah. Do yeah. I do a deep dive on BTS for the yeah, next episode? Yeah, you should listen to some BTS, yeah. All right. Yeah. All I do each night is Is it you just end up watching loads of behind-the-scenes videos for various movies? 
They didn't sing that. They sing songs about how beautiful girls are and stuff. Do you know what's really worrying me recently? I got I got Apple Music mm-hmm. on this phone mm-hmm. for six months mm-hmm. for free. Mm-hmm. And I listened to a T-Pain album. Oh. I listened to some Disney music. Oh, shit. And I listened to some 90s playlists. Yeah. And for some reason, it keeps putting Chris Brown on. Like, when you do the random ones. I've not, like, gone in and listened to a bunch of hip-hop. I've just listened to, like, mm-hmm. those three sort of cult, like subsections of music. And when I go to, like, oh, play music you think would be good for me. You know, like, it's like the for you like mm. new discoveries for you, and it keeps putting Chris Brown on there. I don't want to listen to a woman beat. You're hitting a profile, shit. man. You're, you you're, you're hitting a profile. No, I think you're just... listening to just the right stuff to trigger the Chris Brown profile. <laughs> Disney music, '90s jams, T Pain's covers album. Yeah, <laughs> he wants to listen to some Chris Brown. You need to get yourself listening to something a bit different, man. If you can get yourself some. Oh, I listened to Ten Pearl Jam, Ten. I listened to Crash Test Dummies. Is that why you were singing um, 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 the other day? <laughs> in the, in the lyrics and all the other songs? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love Crash Test Dummies and their hit song. Yeah. All their hit songs. All their hit songs. <laughs> yeah. Horrible. Oh, fucking, I love 90s music. Where you didn't really need to sing. You just need to lower your voice right down. That's Pearl Jam slander. <laughs> I like Pearl Jam, and I think Pearl Jam are fucking. You love great. Pearl Jam on your face. That's what you fucking love. <laughs> Look, I no one has listened to Pearl Jam more than me. This is a fact. Oh, I I had their album ten on yeah. CD in that CD player, right? And so then, long. And then when the tenth anniversary edition came out, I just took it out and put the tenth anniversary edition. Same in. album. And I only removed it the other week because the CD player was making a weird noise when I turned it on. Oh. It stopped doing that. So either something's broken. What's your favorite song from ten? Oh fucking Jesus Christ, man! I mean, that's not on that says, album. That's not a different album. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Black, freaking Jeremy, freaking. I just put the album on and listen to it all in one go every time. Yeah, I do that too. Mm-hmm. I run to it a lot of the time. I think that I think probably the the thing that when I'm running because <laughs> music's like music's weird when you're running because it's all like it like you you. It's just, it's weird, because you don't hear it, really. Like, your heart rate's going, your breathing's going, you're, like, trying to focus on everything at once. Passing out. Yeah, music just sort of cuts through. So, one of the one of the things that I love what are you is... you talking about Miss Marvel? Yeah, yeah. Captain um, the One of the things I love is, um, on 10, when Evenflow starts playing, mm. just, just... If you've got it in Shuffle, <laughs> if you've got the album on Shuffle, and Evenflow comes on, is that... Dun, 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 it's so good. Evenflow... <laughs> Walks around like butterflies. Floats around like butterflies. Something here. Something else. Seems to give our life away. Life again. Life again. Boo. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Oh, you know what? You know what's fucking great, Missy Elliott. Gonna make the work it freaking derpit. You're the flap that freaking up a derpit. What you're talking about the Marvels? Oh yeah, sorry, I was talking about the Marvels. Yeah, really good. I liked it. It's a lot of fun. Um, short, sweet, straight in and out. Um, I'll tell you what's really nice seeing. Um, you know the main villain. She's got that little sidekick dude with the weird eye. 
the, the, the guy's like, listen, mistress, we shouldn't do this. It's quite bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah that guy, he's from uh, Lovesick, hmm. or Scrotal Recall, as it was originally called, which is a comedy series on Channel 4. Hmm. Highly recommended. Three seasons. Actually, very, and very good. Pun? Three seasons and a movie. No, three seasons. Yeah. Uh, three seasons, and it's a very, very good series. It sadly didn't get a fourth, so they never really finished the storyline, but really, really fun series, really nice. Um, and he's in it as a character who's incredibly charming. It's a very good film, very good yeah. series. Yeah. So if you don't like the Marvels because yeah. you're an incel, yeah. maybe yeah. check out... Did you review Loki last time? Yeah. Um, do you think... How many how many videos do you think the quartering's done on <laughs> the Marvels? About 78,000 by 78, now. 78,000 by now, yeah. It's, a, it's probably not as much of an earner for him as, as the other previous Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel film. He's probably moved on to Doctor Who now. Oh, why? What's going on with Doctor Who? Oh, they had a trans person in it as one of the main characters. They had a trans person? And there was a bit where... In a sci-fi show? There's a bit where the Doctor asked an alien their pronouns. Is there? Yeah. Oh, no! Yeah. Fucking people. If you had real struggles, you wouldn't complain about this shit. You would just actually live your lives. But because you're terminally online like a bunch of sad incel cunts, you don't have anything to talk about except... Says you, you spend all your time online. No, I don't. What do you mean? I spend my time doing stuff. You're on the line all on the time. On the line. Well, yeah, but that's because I'm trying to hang myself on a clothesline. And mm. you're just not not listening to my cries for help. I mean, I'm just having a good laugh. <laughs> Every time you see me, you just think I'm trying to do a fucking David Carradine. You just close the door and walk up. Do you want this open or closed? Closed? Got yeah, got. It's not just David. Michael Hutchins did the same thing from from UB40 in excess. Oh, no, UB40. Soon you will be. No, five years. Weren't you talking about the the Marvels? Is there that much to talk about? You just ran out. It's. it's, uh, I'm not going to give it Tom Atkins because it's not perfect. I'm not even going to go as high as a Cape Line shit because it's not. It's not like a really classy. It's just like a nice popcorn movie that's just good. And it's like, I, I don't need, like, I don't need it to be like some crazy connected universe for a fun story. This is why I like the Guardians of the Galaxy films. They like, go to a crazy place, they have a little bit of emotion, they go back and they finish the game. Like, done. Um, and I, I liked this a lot, um, but I, I, it's not perfect. It's just not perfect, Dan. So I'm going to give it... Like all the other Marvel movies are famously... Just Guardians of the Galaxy Kino. 3 is close. Is close. Hmm. Volume 3 is close. Volume 2 is close. Like, they're both fucking incredible movies. I don't... I, I like... What is that... What negative could you say about either of those films? Uh, Chris Pratt's in them. All right, I get it. That's a fair point. But, Anne, how could we know? How could we know Garfield was going to be in those all right, I'm going to give this a Matthew Modine. No, it's not Matthew Modine. It's better than that. And think of someone. Think of someone. Think someone of better than Matthew Modine. Think of someone. Think of uh, someone. When are you going to say Noah Schnapp? <laughs> should I replace? Should I replace Rob Schneider with Noah Schnapp? I don't I think Rob do. Schneider's a Zionist. I could do, but give it six months, and no one's going to remember. Who, no, no, no one remembers. No one knows who Noah Schnapp is. Yeah, he's the kid from Stranger Things that became a hanger on. I think everybody calls him Will. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> his purpose was served in the first series he need, didn't need to be in anymore I'm going to give it a Jean-Claude Van Damme it kicks ass out. kicks ass but it's not something 
you want to you want all the time. It's like it kicks ass. It's fun, but you know, just don't pay too much attention to the other stuff outside of it. Your review. Fuck you. Um, I played Teardown. What are you? What are you? You're making a mockery of this. What are you talking about? Teardown. What is Teardown? Teardown's a game. It's all like voxely looking. Yeah. So like all little square. Yeah. Cubey things. Yeah. And it like. You think it's just going to be a game where you just smash stuff mm. and watch things collapse and watch buildings collapse and stuff like that. But it's a bit smarter than that. You're playing a guy who's like a criminal and yeah. you do heists and stuff and you have to use, you have to destroy parts of buildings and scenery and things like that in order to pull off your heists. And it's really, really cool. You get all sorts of little tools and gadgets. You can use cars and vehicles and forklift trucks and all this. Can I just blow sort stuff, stuff up if I want to though? Yeah, there's a free mode so you can just blow stuff up. But it's a sort of game where, like, you have a mission on the first stage. Some some guy wants a house demolished so he can build um, an expansion on his shopping centre. Yeah. So the first level is just a house. And you've been given tools to smack wood and stuff apart. But he's got a brick chimney. And you can't can't destroy the brick chimney with a crowbar. You need something a bit more powerful. So you have a look around. And there's, like, gas canisters you can throw at the chimney to blow it up. Or there's, like... Um, some diggers around that you can drive in over and pull the chimney down with. And your aim is to get the house below a certain height so it's fully demolished. Yeah. And all that. And it's all, you know, physics based. So if you destroy part of the house, it'll start to sag and all this. But, um, that first stage is like, oh, that's pretty simple and stuff. But then it gets cleverer and cleverer. Um, like there's a mission where you go to a factory area and you have to steal three objects. But when you pick the first one up, it's going to set an alarm off. It's going to give you a minute. To get out of there before the rosers come, as it the were. Rosers, the yeah, rashes, the rashes, the bacon. Yeah. The filth. <laughs> um, but obviously, you can't get across the whole area in one minute. So you have to pre-plan your level before you do it, smashing the right walls, putting objects in places to give you a path to go along in order to grab more and just do a quick run through the level as fast as you can to get to them and then escape. So I, like, smashed a hole in the wall. I planned a route that would take me around the back of a building, through the side, grabbed the item as I went past, jump out the window onto some pipes, ran along to another building, you know, cleared all the path beforehand, jumped out the back, jumped onto a car, over the fence. Jobs are good and Jobs are good and But it's, like, clever using destruction as a way to... It's not about destroying everything. It's about destroying the right stuff. Um... And I had another level as well where there's a guy who wants this um, house gone at the end of this dock so they can build an extension to the to the dock so he can park his new boat there because apparently he's been told he can't have one. There's not enough space. Okay. So he had some other stuff to do on that level. There was a couple of safes which had the documents for who owns the house that you have to destroy. So you have to get rid of the safes so you can like throw them in the river, mm. throw them in the sea. Um, in order to get them out there, they're really heavy. Yeah. So you can't really move them too easily. So, like, my thing to get them down to the bottom floor is to smash the floor beneath the safes. So the safes just drop down to the ground. Clever. And then grab them, and it's all physics-based. Grab one side of it and tilt it up and flip it over. Ah, and just keep okay. flipping it over. Um, but then I was really smart with the house. See, the house is on water. It's above water on the dock, so it's got little stilts underneath it. So I jumped in the water and smashed the stilts. Hmm. And the house sinks into the into the sea. And I think, oh, this is fucking genius. I'm a genius. But then it stopped one metre from the bottom, because there's a telegraph pole, and the wire's leading to the top of the house, and it's oh, holding so you have to the destroy house. the telegraph pole to Well, I went over and just smashed the part of the house it was on, and it sank. But, really clever of me, that. Hmm. But, um, yeah, it's a really fun, sort of, clever physics-based destruction game. Really clever. There's some nice special effects in it and stuff. Like, 
if you set fire to stuff, the fire propagates and everything. Oh, cool. And it's not like 2D textures or anything like that. They're like proper three-dimensional objects burning away and spreading through things. Um, when you use the foam fire extinguisher, it puts like proper volumetric foam into the area. Oh, cool. And what did you play this on? PS5. PS5. So did you buy PS5. it or is it like... It's on the PlayStation Plus um, extra premium level oh, okay, thing with the cool. collection yeah. is on there. Um, but no, it's really smart. I did have to change some settings at the start because it was kind of making me feel a bit weird. It was like the FOV was really narrow and there was like a fisheye lens effect going on. Yeah. So I turned all that off to make it a bit more sort of palatable so I can actually control it. Um, I've been given a shotgun in the game now. I don't know what I'm going to use the shotgun for. There's no enemies, as far as I'm aware. Oh, okay. Um, I guess I could use them to, sm- to blow holes in doors and stuff. Yeah. There's always little things to steal as well. Oh, cool. So you can steal stuff to give you extra money. I like little bonus things here and there. Yeah. But um, it's a good, good, fun little game. It's been in like early access for year- for a couple of years now. I remember seeing it a few years ago when it was just like smash everything and that's that's it. But they, they built a story out of it. Yeah. You're, like, you've been just let out of prison. You've got a barn that you live in. Um, you sort of come back to it every now and again. When you come back to the barn between levels, it's gradually little things are changing and improving. Yeah. To improve the look of the area. Um, I did get stuck behind a train. There's a train parked in a tunnel on the main map, and I squeezed through one way but couldn't get out the other. Um, so that was a problem. But there's um, just, just a neat game. Got a neat look to it. It's fun. It's enjoyable smashing things. Everyone knows that. Mm. You know? And uh, yeah, it's it's out now. Cool. And so wait, so it. you you got it on you got it on PS Five. It's available on PC, Mac, and Xbox. Not available on Switch. No, it wouldn't. Run it's on not Switch. on Game Pass either. It wouldn't run Switch. No, no, no. Okay. It's the sort of game that probably will be on Game Pass one day, but yeah, I think they're done on deal with PlayStation, so it's on PlayStation Plus for launch. Yeah, with their thing. And isn't it weird? That apparently they've done this with a couple of games now, and they've all had really good success by launching on PlayStation Plus straight away. Weird. Oh, you mean just like they did on Xbox? When yeah. There was like a load of games. Yeah. That were selling but apparently Xbox. it was bad on Xbox. Was it? Yeah, the PlayStation fans say it's bad on Xbox when they do that. Yeah. But it's good when they do it on PlayStation Plus. Oh right. You know they're like. You know they're like. I only subscribed to it because I was gonna. I just wanted to upgrade to extra PlayStation Plus extra to get the be able to play the game. But um, they were doing an offer. It was like twenty, thirty percent off. Whatever yeah. the rest of your subscription is. To upgrade it. And it was like 87p for me to do the rest of the month on premium. So I was like, ah, fine, Fair whatever. Enough. So I get a nice £13.49 bill. Pre- PlayStation Plus premium is a rip-off. Just see the PS2 game they added recently. What is it? Up. The, the, the game of the movie Up. I think that's the first PS2 game they've added that wasn't already in the PlayStation 2 stuff on PS4. Mm. Um, they did have Grandia the other day, though. The first Grandia game. For PS1. Oh, that's, so that's, quite, cool. that's, a, that's a really good game. Didn't they remaster those recently? <sighs> Possibly. I think Grandia 2 got a remaster or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. Teardown. It's fun. Cool. I mean, it does sound really cool. Um, I'm going to give it a go. All right. Um, might you. Might you. Hmm? You might. Okay. And having a fucking strop again. Your strop. What's your favourite way to blow something up and tear down? Do you get do you get? I haven't blown anything up. I've just been hacking things to pieces with my brute strength. Why you a four? Yeah. No, you're a whore. Um. So I I've been playing a game. Have you? Yes. And I've been playing a foon game. 
You know what a phone game is? Phone it's a game, game on your fucking phone. Oh, phone. Yeah. Um, oh. I've been playing Doodell. Have you heard of this game? That's just, that's not a game. That's not a word. That's, that's I've a noise. I've been playing Doodell. Now, it's spelled D-U-D-E-L. Um, I don't know if it's on Android. It's on iPhone, apparently. Um, and it's a game where you get given a random shape every day and you just draw a picture. Yeah. On your shape. You find, you say like, oh, what's this look like? Oh, you make it into a thing. Um, it sounds really simple and really stupid, and it is. And there's no time limits. There's no puzzle element. There's no, like, there's no issues, like, with, like, you don't have to worry about anything being judged. It's just, that's it. So it's not called Doodle. It's D-U-D-E-L. Yeah, Dude. Doodle. 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 As you draw in. Yeah. Yeah. Doodle. Doodle. And some people are really good at it. Like, you can see, like, some people draw fantastic pieces of art, like, with just on their phones. Yeah. Look at yeah. these. Look at these lovely little... Yeah. Look at this. Yeah. Look at this. I do not. No. And mine are bad, but they're yeah. bad in a fun way. Because it is, it's just a bit of fun. It's not like, it's not like you have to be, like, good at art. You just, you just, you have a bit of a fun... No, no fun. Fun Google. No one's having fun. So this is... I drew a very strong double strength cold and flu caption. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would have done with like I a like, bunny rabbit or something. I like that you laughed at that and then tried to hide. Why has he got legs though? He doesn't have legs. He's just got one really strong arm. I originally drew a dick. All right. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, this isn't a very good looking dick. I'm going to draw something else. Um, like sometimes it's just it's just fun to. Mm, to... Are there many good looking dicks that you could? Oh, there's some great looking dicks. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like what was the what was the um, Bruce Willis film? S- Scent of Night. Surrogates. No, what was the one where he got his dick out? Bruce Willis got his dick out in a yeah, film. He got his dick out in a film. Do you not remember? No, no. I, I'm glad I haven't watched that one. Oh, and you shouldn't mock him. He's disabled now. And... I'm not mocking yeah. him. I said he has a nice dick. That's like the greatest compliment American pen I can put. There's a dinosaur falling through the sky. He's wearing a party hat. Okay. There's a there's a, there's a penguin leaving. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's a vampire hippopotamus. 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 Um, and sometimes, sometimes, like you know, like it's just fun to draw stuff out. All right. And oh. I, I will not, I will not be told... Why would you draw when you can just type prompts into a AI image generator? it's fun to do that. And then get so it So anyway, to... so Doodell is completely free, and, like, you can just download it. I don't know if it's... Can you check if it's on Android? Can you check it on your phone, see if it's on there? Um, and, uh, and, yeah, it's just really... You could cheat. You could get it on your iPad and use your Apple Pencil. Oh, wow. And show off to would everyone. Would that be cheating? How, it would be fucking cheating, Ant. I have to use my fucking finger like a troglodyte. Is it on there? Uh, Dude Survival came up first. Oh, so it's not on there. Okay, so it's only on it's only on Apple. Where was it part of Apple Play? No, it wasn't. It's just like an an App Store thing that's on there. All right, so it's not available on Android yet. But an when it does come, thing. when it does come, it'll be it'll be fun if you if you have an iPhone though. I think like iPhones are still like the most popular phone on the planet, aren't they? Or Samsung? I don't fucking. I mean, Androids everywhere. Yeah, I mean, but I think like technically because Android is like different companies. Yeah, that's, and it's that's different not really a fair comparison, well. is it? Really? No. Yeah, I mean, 
know. Anyway, yeah, really fun. Doodle. iPhone users are fucking pompous twats. Mm. Look at this cunt. Mm. Look at this cunt. Look at this cunt, mm. Ant. Ant, you're looking at him. This cunt. Mm. Fucking a legend. <laughs> Doodle, though, it's a bit of fun. It's not like anything taxing or serious. Like, like I said, you just you just do it. You have a bit of fun with it, and that's it. You don't need to like challenge. It's not a challenging yourself sort of thing. It's just let your imagination go a bit. And if like, but how will you know when you've completed the game? You don't. And when you're bored what? of it, you just delete it. How will you know when you're bored? When you stop wanting to do it. Ant. But what if there's still points to get? There's no points. It's not got a point system. Well, what's the point? No achievements. No, no achievements. No. No, you just do it. Just do it. Sometimes. Any you unlockables? Just, you can unlock my balls. <laughs> anyway, so Doodell, I give it, I give it, give it a Kate Blanchett. It can be a classy affair. Wouldn't want to put her down, would you, Anne? Well, she's an English Unless rose. Unless she was very sick, in which case you probably would. Just an English rose, like a stray man. <laughs> if you found her in the street, she didn't look very well. You want some kibble? What have you got there? What, what have I got here? There you keys, man. <laughs> Go get her. Your review, Anne. Why would you put Kate Blanchett down? Because she was sick. No. She was like... I'd nurse her back to health. And you have no medical training. Or replace her with Jodie Whittaker, whichever... You have no medical training, although you may be good at kidnapping. I've got a I I passed my first aid course. Everyone's passed their fucking first aid course. The only way you can't pass your first aid course is if you die during the course. They'll Mm. probably still give you a certificate, actually. Yeah, hopefully. (laughs) Yeah, you paid for it. In (laughs) honour. Your tombstone first aid. <laughs> yeah. now on there. He could have saved lives. <laughs> right. Go on, um, I played Dredge. Hey! Because right. I brought Dredge. I've spent too much money this month. Yeah. But I played Dredge. It's a fishing game. All right. All where right. absolutely nothing horrible happens. It's perfectly calm, just nice little fishing game where you just go and pick up some fish. Sometimes they have extra eyes. Sometimes they're abominations, but that is what happens out at sea. Did you? You did wouldn't you... understand because you're not a sailor. I completed dredge. I haven't. I played for a bit. I got addicted to dredge for quite some time. May have played the new DLC. Not yet. No, my sister's borrowing my copy for the Switch, so I might get it once. Once I get my copy. Anyway, right, you come to a fishing town. No, they need help. You shipwrecked near a fishing same, same town. Thing, same and thing. They say That's how you, you arrive at an island. There's only two ways to arrive at an island by at plane, sea. sea, or land. You're not going to land a plane on any of these islands. They're too small. Have you not... There's planes that go on the sea. That's abominations. <laughs> a plane that goes on the that sea. go under the water. No, they're only James in James Bond, Bond has one. You wouldn't be able to make a car water. Octopussy! Underwater. It's not octopusy. Moonraker. It's not Moonraker. Underwater. It's not Moonraker. It's a spy. Golden eye. It's a spy who loved me. It's tomorrow never dies. Not even Roger Moore. Anyway, so yeah, you you take up job fishing. You have to pay off a debt to Tom Nook, and once you caught enough fish, uh, you pay off the debt, and then you don't have to do anything else. Sometimes you find trinkets. Oh yeah, I found trinkets. I found bits of metal. Sometimes you forget. I upgraded my boat. Sometimes you forget you've got trinkets. And I've got you a sell crab, them. I've got a crab basket. You got crab baskets? Have yeah. you upgraded anything yet? Yeah, a few things. I've got like the 
first storage upgrade and I've got like a net now and I've got a better motor on my boat. You've got a bit of motor. Yeah, bit of shooter. Been all over the place. Um, I need more fishing rods, though, because I'm still only catching, like, the coastal... Oh, yeah, you need thing. the big ones. Yeah, you want the ones that can catch everything, really. Can There's none that exist that can catch everything. You sort of have a mix of everything at any one time, so... But, um, yeah, I quite like all the little mystery stuff. I found a weird guy who wants me to bring him certain fish. Yeah. Weird sinister music plays when you go did near the, him. Did the guy, the fishmonger, did he go... Did he go Give me one of those gross fish. Yeah, I gave one of them. He went, um, 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 he went a bit weird for a night, and then he was fine. He's mm, well. He seems right. He seems right. I helped a lady escape the island. I built her. I got some bits for make a boat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, made her some stuff so she could get away. You give her the wooden stuff, don't you? I've been bringing some stuff to this weird guy. Oh, on an the island guy. There's a guy on an island. No, that's the that's he wants fish. Yeah. There's a guy on an island who wants special mystery trinket things. I bought him a flashlight and a treasure chest, I think it was or something. Oh, flashlight and a treasure chest. Um, to escape with a flashlight. I blew up some stuff. Oh yeah? Yeah. Oh the plane bits. There's also no I blew up like um some rocks and made Oh okay. Yeah, you got the dynamite and stuff. And there was like a big fish attack me. There's a military man. Military man. Yeah, no. I reunited some brothers. Oh reunited and it feels so good. They wanted me to reunite him by using dynamite. Reunited because I blow your asshole up. Um, but yeah, it's a nice little. This is good. It's it's kind of weird because it kind of it has the creepy stuff, the horror stuff, mm-hmm. but like it kicks in just as you're getting used to the calmness of everything. Yeah, it's always like kind of chill and things. You, you can just play it like a straight up fishing game, for and a then long creepy time. shit happens. It yeah. happens randomly, but it happens more at night when your paranoia starts kicking oh, the in. Night stuff's really cool. Like I like. Her- some of the areas you've got like um, bioluminescence in the fish, and you see them like twirling around. And like I've had stuff like um, rocks coming out of nowhere. My yeah. my lamp lights up. I put I put a bigger lamp on my boat. Yeah, you got a great lamp. Got a big lamp. I love lamp. And I love lamp. and yeah, like there's big creepy things. There's, I've seen big whales float swimming under the water. Um, I think there's tentacles somewhere. Yeah, there are. They come from the whip around the place. But um, I don't tend to stay out at night too often, but I had to to catch some fish. I actually, it's not too bad. When you get used to it, when you get some of the upgrades, it's, it's a no, lot it's easier. It's too scary. It's too squizzle. I've got a horn. I haven't used the horn yet. I assume the horn scares away certain creatures. No. But um, It lets them know you're there. Oh, no. It's to help Why did you them. fart like that? I farted before, and then you farted. You're trying to disguise your farts with my voice, and it's not working. And... I was hoping you'd fart when I said that. No, no, I'm not farting. No, it's a really, it's a really nice game. It's you know, it's 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 lulled you into a false sense of security. That's just going to be a nice Hmm. sort of simple game. I mean, it's sinister from the start, but it's it makes you feel calm and chill just catching the fish and stuff, doing the little mini games to catch the fish. But then every now and again, it reminds you it's a horror game. Very simple look and graphics to it, but Hmm. beautiful looking. Like, just, just real strong art design. Really yeah, nice. I mean, at first I was like, you don't get long enough to sail out for. I kind of felt like it was really short time limit. And I'm, I'm not sure if it's going to, like, give you a way to slow down the time or anything. But you definitely might. I'm going fast now, so I can go further. There are ways to, like, teleport and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I've got, like, a thing to transport back uh, yeah. one to one location. But, um, yeah, you kind of you understand why that's there then after a little while because it doesn't want you to be able to go across the whole map. No. Like if you have to go to another area, you've got to plan it out and like you have to stop somewhere on the way or something or just go for it and risk getting 
eaten by a giant squid or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, you, well, you just got to prep yourself for like big events. Like, if you want to go for a long distance, mm. you just got to make sure that you've got the right fish net and stuff like that. So <laughs> each island that you come across, most of the most of the islands have somewhere to dock and. Like all the little ones, there's little islands dotted around that don't have yeah. that, but there's usually something near those little islands that makes them worth sort of having a little traipse around and seeing what's there. Yeah. Um. But that uh, is good game. Good game. Dredge is. It's a good game. It's pretty game. Pretty game. Good game. When did that come out? Was it February or something? Wasn't it this yeah. year? Yeah. Yeah. Count start of the year, wasn't it? But, um. Yeah. It was, it was nice. I think it was in like early access for a long time. I think it was a bit like um, yeah. teardown, wasn't it? But is it going to be one of those? Games that's going to win loads of awards at the Video Game Awards with Jeff Keighley. So. I hope it wins something because I think is it, it nominated for anything because it's not Spider Man or Baldur's Gate Three. Because as far as I can tell, that's all got nominated. I saw loads of people got upset that Star Star whatever Starlink didn't. Is it Starlink? Um, yeah, the subpar RPG. Yeah, not Starlink. Starlink's the. Um, oh, are you talking about um, Harry Potter? No, it's it's not called Starlink. The Starfield. Starfield. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, loads of people got upset that I didn't get nominated for a bunch of awards, Nor but did like, Harry no one, no one's talking about Starfield no. for weeks after weeks. And that Harry Potter game wasn't good, as far as I could tell. It was. It looks pretty crap, doesn't it? Yeah, I think it's just certain people get a bit obsessive. A with bunch it, of fucking turfs. Not just them. There's a lot of Harry Potter fans who, you know, they just want to wander around a Harry Potter school, but they don't want to admit that the game's probably not very good. I think I think J.K. Rowling should be very happy that. A lot of people that weren't transphobes that wanted to play that game also donated the same price as the game to trans charities. Mm. That was funny. A lot of people did it in J.K. Rowling's name. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not much more to say about Dredge, is there really? I've reviewed it before. Maybe there is. Maybe there's loads more to say. Um, I do like. I like the. I don't know if you've experienced any of the effects that happen on your hull and stuff, but every so often you get like. Something's creeped in your in your into your fishing net. Something's mm. gotten on board. Mm. And it starts like like eating some of the fish and they rot and stuff. I had a thing where you had to take rotten eels to um, someone, but I thought it meant you had to wait until they fully got off to take them. So I messed that up. So I had to go catch more of them because you have to bring them to them when they're just before going off. Mm. So you got to do that. But um, yeah, I had a mission like that. I did have some rotten fish, though. I had to get rid of the rotten fish. Just dumped it, see. You've made me want to play Dredge again. You should play the new DLC. Yeah, I'm going to have to check it out. It's out now. And there's yeah. some other thing. I don't know what the other thing is. I think it's something that was in there from the start, like a key or something. Oh, yeah, I've got that. It's, it's like a, just a extra bits and pieces. Uh, uh, um, but yeah, no, I really like Dredge. Uh, I think it's a great game. I've got a little dragon flag on my... There's like a little... Serpent thing flag on my oh, boat because cool. you can customize your boat. Yeah, you can make it bright green if you wanted or something. That's not I haven't be. done any of that. Yeah, I was gonna say I haven't done any of that. I just really like the controls and the way that everything moves. It's just like a really fine tuned experience, and like they didn't feel the need to add in some shit where you're walking around a little town or anything like that. You're just in the boat or you're having a chat. That's all you need. Well, you drive your boat around the town, not on the streets. Yeah. You're just- <laughs> You're like Portland Bill. <laughs> Get the fuck out the way. When I was a kid, I used to watch tugboats a lot. That was like um, Tom's Tank Engine, but with boats. Oh, yeah. If they could slap a face on it, they would make a show about it back then. Do you remember Jimbo? No. Do you remember Jimbo? The, the little car? No, it's a plane. He's a plane called Jimbo. It's a little car. Brum. Brum, that was it. Brum doesn't have a way. He's got eyes. Yeah. Brum's got a face. There's a lot of car things, though. Brum, 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 brum. Like Lightning McQueen. 
<laughs> he's a seven-time champion, the greatest there ever was, because he won it seven times in ten years, <laughs> and friggin', you know, no one else has done that. So put some respect. <laughs> How could I have known she was fifteen? She looked eighteen to me. Kachow! <laughs> Ciao. Kachow indeed, Lightning McQueen. Mina, Mina, I'm sorry, but your sister's a lying bitch. I didn't touch her. Kachow! <laughs> it's the Owen Wilson thing, you know. The, you, do you not remember the SNL sketch that he did? I tried to not watch SNL. All right, he did an SNL sketch during the first they series. they regularly enabled, like, nutters. Yeah, that's true. But they had an SNL so sketch. Elon Musk was on there. Yeah, they had an SNL sketch where... Um, Owen Wilson was like in the recording booth like we're getting ready to record the new Cars movie are you ready Owen Wilson is like yeah I can't wait to record this he had like a bunch of real fucking dodgy lines and he gets to the end and he's like it's like I don't really know if I want to do this Lightning McQueen's like a hero to these kids and they're like and someone comes over and he goes we're going to pay you a lot of money he's like oh really how much money and they show him like a number of people let's record this thing Ka-chow. <laughs> Who was worse on Saturday Night Live? Elon, Elon Musk, Musk or... or no, Steven Seagal. No. The Steven Seagal one's legendary. Well, it's legendarily bad to the point where it never got aired. Never got aired. Oh, did it get aired? It's live. It it's Saturday Night yeah, Live. It only got aired once. It's never been on like any other repeats. Or oh, wait, you can watch it all online. Where he's just like refuses to do comedy. Yeah, he doesn't know how to do comedy. Because he doesn't have a sense of humour. Yeah, and he fucking he's a sex assaulter. He fucking, he locked his wife in the basement and was sexually assaulting her. Yeah, that was fucking uh, from Weird Science. It was, yeah. Yeah, how dare you, to Kelly LaRocque, who's an English rose. She's English? Yeah, she's English. She was a page three model. Yeah. Um, her whole thing before she was in Weird Science. Weird Science. Fantasy, microchips, bits and pieces... Bits and pieces, bits and pieces. My creation. Is it real? It's my creation. Oh, I didn't know. It's my creation from my heart and from my hand. Why don't people understand my intentions? Who was the Matthew Broderick looking guy in that film? I can never remember his name. It's Michael C. Michael Hall. That's the other one. That's the blonde one. The brunette guy. The dark haired guy. Black hair. C. Michael Hall. Michael C. Hall was the other guy. He was a regular collaborator with um, John Hughes, but the other guy, he's only in that. You mean Michael C. Hall from Halloween too? Yeah, no, from Halloween. Evil dies tonight. Halloween kills. Yeah. Anyway, what's your friggin' last review? Second to last. Um, Second to last? Second to last. Jesus Christ. So my second to last review is going to be Thanksgiving, the new Eli Roth um, slasher movie, based on the trailer... From the Grindhouse movie. I've done a really good job not watching any Eli Roth films ever. Good job, you. Um, all right. We're going to just quickly address the elephant in the room. Eli Roth, someone who was a proponent to the Iraq war and vocally on Fox News said that... Ian sh- Mitchell Smith. Said that we shouldn't be going to war and was like a vocal opponent to those sorts of things. He has been quite vocally on the side of Israel. And so after we've spoken about Palestine, the struggles of the people, not Hamas, we're not we're not conflating Hamas with Palestinian people. That's not what we're doing. Palestinian innocent people, civilians should not be killed in this senseless war that's been going on for too long. Been going on for years. It's easy. Michael Smith, like, 
It's in hardly anything. Well, yeah. What, what part of fucking what part of, of weird science was amazing because of him? He's in an episode of The Equalizer. Yeah. The nineteen eighty eight Journey to the Center of the Earth. Yeah. Some film called The Chocolate War, Identity Crisis. He's in twenty seven episodes of Superboy. Um, one episode of Silk Stockings, one episode of Axe Cop. Like that's a fifteen year jump between Axe jobs. Cop's really good. And then he's in like one episode of The Goldbergs. Fucking Jesus, man. Wait, wait. Did you say that he was in? What was the? What was the? He was in before Silk Stockings. Um, Superboy. Identity Crisis, The Chocolate War. Oh, Journey to the Center of the F, nineteen eighty eight. That's what you said. That's yeah, the canon that. movie, isn't it? Yeah, I've seen those. It's, it's, I remember watching them as a kid. Yeah, so do you know that film was uh, that film was originally shot completely differently? No. So that's like one of the famous canon victims of like the downfall of canon is they made a film called Journey to the Center of the Earth where all the characters like basically were traveling down to the center of the earth and then trying to escape. Mm. Um, but they were slowly mutating because of all the horrible shit that was down there. It was like causing them to become like these monstrous subhuman entities. And then, uh, and then they come back up to the surface at the end and survive, and they turn back to normal because they're like the sun fixes them or some shit. Basically, that was the original premise, and then they turned it into like this dog shit cheapo movie. And Canon were like, "We don't know what happened to the original movie. I reckon Gollum and whatever his name was, the Globus Brothers. <laughs> I reckon they fucking destroyed all the canisters. It's quite sad. Maybe, but very mm-hmm. cool, very cool movie idea. Um, oh yeah, so uh, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, Thanksgiving. Eli Roth, yeah. bad bloke. Bad Who cares bloke. about Eli Roth? Yeah, we're going to talk about his movie though. Um, fun little slasher themed around uh, 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 Thanksgiving killer. He wears like a pilgrim outfit. He has like an old timey axe, and he's killing a bunch of people. The story goes. Wasn't it one of the? Was it one of the Going House trailers? Yeah, I it? said that like a minute ago. Did you? Yeah. No, I wasn't paying attention. All right. Well, of course you weren't. So. Um, it's uh, it's a fun little movie. Fun little movie. Hour and 46 minutes, five minutes of credits, one hour 41 total screen time. Great. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, some nice gory kills, some good effects. Um, it plays itself not too seriously, very tongue-in-cheek. Um, just a uh, shame that the director's an arsehole. Got any questions? No, I was going to detail about the film. What's oh, the yeah, thematics of the film? Thematics of the film. Yeah. Not, this film not, Thanksgiving. Not like, it's not really like a Gialli, Gialli, Giallo style. Giallo. Giallo style Italian horror slasher. It is more of your 90s, displaced 70s style slasher. So think. What holidays are left to turn into. Easter. Slasher movies now. No, we've had Easter. We've had Easter Bunny film, yeah. No, no, but Easter, like, slasher film. Not Supernatural slasher, they're different. Easter. Just Easter. Yeah. They've done Easter slasher movies. Christmas? We've got plenty of Christmas ones. My birthday? I think we've even got a Kwanzaa one. We've got Kwanzaa? I'm pretty sure there's a Kwanzaa slasher. Hanukkah. Hanukkah. There's definitely a Hanukkah one. There's got to be. Yeah. Um, Except that it'd be easy enough to just, you just get away from them on the Shabbath. You just get Gollum. Get a Gollum killer. <laughs> Someone in a golem mask. Because hmm. they're like, you know, you know the story of the golem? Golem? Yeah. The From golem. Lord of the Rings? No. The the Jewish, it's a giant strong man made out of clay. Oh, a yeah. golem. Yeah. Yeah, that's different. Golem. Yeah, that's from Warcraft. Golem. Like the, thing, like the guys making in Warcraft. In the Warcraft movie, 
Yeah. The wizard guy makes a golem. Golem. That's Lord of the Rings. Oh, okay. It's also, it's also, you know, a Jewish folk folk tale. Yeah. Dibbuk. You could get a Dibbuk on on uh, on Hanukkah. What's that got to do with slasher movies? Anyway, you were asking about what slasher holidays were left. I said Hanukkah. I'm pretty sure we've done one. There's got to be one. Okay. There's no so, way they'll let Hanukkah go without becoming a slasher movie. Armistance Day? Labor Day. Actually, boxing Day. Boxing Day. There's got to be a Boxing no, Day. No, there can't be a Boxing It'd Day. it be some guy who punches people. Fucking... Oh, okay. All right. I don't know. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, there's a... Uh, so... The the film opens up a year before the the murder is on his rampage, and there is a very bloody incident involving a Black Friday. Um, oh, there's definitely a Black Friday. Yes, yeah, definitely. Black Friday. Movie, yeah. Um, but there's like a Black Friday event, and it causes everyone to go fucking nuts, and a bunch of people end up dead. And then the killer seems to be killing perpetrators of severe violence because everybody sort of gets away with it because the security camera footage goes missing, and this killer seems to be hunting mm-hmm. down the people that are responsible for all the violence on that day um, and it's you know like I said so we're f- on his side yeah it's a fun fun little fun little slasher uh, just uh, you know don't don't think too hard about who directed it um, it's not perfect I mean it's-, it's a slasher movie you're probably not thinking very hard to begin with no that's true um, it does have some mystery elements to it like it's got a bit of a whodunit vibe to it and there's like a nice little reveal at the end uh, but overall yeah like tongue in cheek there's a whodunit vibe to it. Yeah. Was it the killer? No, like as in who the killer is. Oh. Like, there's like a nice little, like, Okay, misdirect. let me guess. The mother of one of the people who's killed on no. the Thanksgiving thing. No. The father of one of the people. No. The sister of one no. of them. No. Someone who's related to someone who was killed on Thanksgiving. Kind of. Yeah. There you go. But everyone's related to someone It who was, was a turkey. Of... Yeah. It was a turkey that... Yeah, it was a turkey that travelled to that. Yeah. Um... It's uh yeah, like I said, it's not like it's not crazy intelligent or or even like it. Some scenes do drag, and there are some characters that are very. You're telling me an Eli Roth slasher movie isn't crazy intelligent? <laughs> I know you're trying to treat this as if it's cinema, but calm down, Roger Ebert. Marty Scorsese himself said cinema about this. Yeah. Yeah. He just said cinema. He's cinema. Tweeted the word cinema. Yeah, he's, he's, he's suffering from a head injury. So he saw a picture of Thanksgiving with cinema and they were like, no, we're going right. <laughs> we should get Marty Scorsese on Twitter. I think he'd, he'd fucking hate it. He'd fucking hate it. He'd kill himself. Should I grow my beard back? Yeah. He'd fucking hate Isn't it. Isn't his granddaughter or something on, on TikTok? Yeah. And she got him on TikTok. He's dragging like, him into videos. Yeah, he's like, I don't know what she's fucking doing. Um,. He looks more and more like George R. Romero every day. Good for him. He does. He is looking like him, though, isn't he? Yeah. As he gets smaller, and his glasses mm. get bigger, he's just transferring over. Um, cinema. I fucking... I still... My favourite Martin Scorsese thing is that when someone made up a fake quote by Martin Scorsese for Morbius, and Tyrese was like, man, respect you, bro. I'm such a big fan of your movies. Thank you for saying how good Morbius he did though. <laughs> I was speaking to Marty Scorsese on the blower, it's and he amazing. was like, "Morbius is my." Well, he he did think Morbius was his favourite yeah. film, but he's seen a preview of Craven. Oh shit! Yeah, he can't wait for that to come. I'm out. craving some of that action. And he saw Madame Web. Ah, oh, Madame Web. Yeah, he was like, it's, "It's Kino." 
Okay, so I'm going to be honest. I'm going to see Craven and I'm going to see Madam Web. Madam Web looks dumb as fuck. It's going to be terrible, but I'm going to see it. I have to. It's coming up on Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah, you take your, you take your girlfriend. Should I take to Liv to go see it? Madam Web? I'd be like, Liv, Spider-Man. It's like, okay, I know Spider-Man. Spider-Man has a time-travelling omnipotent friend named Madam Web, who's sometimes an old lady in a chair. Other times she's Shailene Woodley. No, she's Sydney Thingy. Not Shailene Woodley. What's her name? The other one. Oh, from Fifty Sydney Shades. Sweeney. No, it's, it's Sydney not. Sweeney. That's... No, it's not. It's another person. Sydney Sweeney, I think, is someone else. It's a girl from Fifty Shades. Oh, uh, yeah. She still gets work after Fifty Shades of Grey. Like, yeah, I don't know how. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Madam Web, five stars. Tim Atkins. <laughs> Cinema. You're gonna go see Craven. You know you're gonna go see Craven. It's got Russell Crowe in it. Oh shit! It's got well, Russell. That's a sign of quality. It's got Russell. Fucking... Russell. I played the Exorcist's Pope or the Pope's Exorcist. I'm going to get on my scooter. I'm gonna go around town. I'm going to exercise some demons. Well, apparently, that film's quite fun. It is apparently quite fun. Yeah, my parents love it. Hmm. It's always a bad. Sign. It's a religious movie. It's a religious it's... movie. I saw The Exorcist Believer. No, no. And that was so shit. So unbelievably shit. I haven't even reviewed it for this podcast because there's just nothing to say about no, it. No, because normally you, you want a certain bar quality. Yeah, thanks, yeah. Kevin. Yeah. You can make it your first no snap. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, I'm going to give it a rock What are you snap. reviewing? Uh, I was reviewing Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, creative kills and like fun characters. And like the characters are actually quite good. Like Some of them you do care about. There's a like standout character for me was this guy named Scooby, who is like this... What role? <laughs> it's... He's just, he's like a five foot something, like five foot eight, five foot nine, like football player, who's clearly a 30 year old man playing a teenager. He's a black dude, and like, as soon as he's introduced, you're like, oh, it's going to be Eli Roth, and he's going to be subverting expectations by having him die second instead of first. But no, he's just like throughout the movie, and he's just like a fucking ray of sunshine. Well, he's the one who um, helps lead them towards the clues, uh, so they can solve the. No, 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 no! no. He's just he just ends up doing some like pretty decent like little like. Oh, he's got like a quick little. There's a bit where the killer's about to get him, but he sees a trail of Scooby snacks. No, there is there is like there's a scene where he's got a gun pointed at the killer, Hmm. and the killer's got his girlfriend, and the killer is literally like turned on a bandsaw behind him. And he's got her, like, as a human shield, and he's, like, right against the back of the wall, and there's just, like, one little escape route. And the guy goes to fire the gun at the killer, and the safety's on, and she, like, the girl next to him goes, oh, the safety's on. And he goes to click the safety, and the guy just throws the girl on the bandsaw, and she tries to stop with her hand, and her fingers come off, and yeah. then just her stomach gets ripped to pieces. But those things have safety procedures they do, yeah, in place. Like, yeah, Gunpowder, haven't they, in them? Yeah, like it, where it, when your hand touches it, it picks up the electric yeah, the discharge and it stops it. Yeah, drops it. Yeah, but that I wouldn't want to try and find out. If but that can only be done once, and then <laughs> the saw needs to be something needs to be replaced. The saw breaks most of the time. Yeah, it, yeah. yeah, but um, you don't want to you don't want to test it really. No, <laughs> it's not no. the sort of thing you could you could. Also, they're like her dad's like this big Russian dude. You reckon he's really got any safety features on that? What thing? Kevin Nash? He looks like Kevin Nash. <laughs> hmm. Remember um, he got stabbed in the Punisher film? Yeah, for real. Yeah. <laughs> just kept and he's just like fucking... Good, yeah, you know, Kevin Ash, um, he's not the best person in the world, but, you know, freaking... What did he do bad? Uh, he's just a bit of an asshole in general. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. He's one of them types. He has a lot of creative control in WCW and made sure he was always at the top of the card. Oh, right. Stinking the place up. 
Well, when you know that Vince McMahon's in there, it's kind of hard to be the it's biggest WCW. Star Vince oh. McMahon was in WCW. Anyway, yeah, um, Thanksgiving, um, fine. It's fine. Like, um, uh, it's it's good, and it does what it needs to do. It's one of the things I kind of like is it does have the character, the actual main killer, has some legs. So good costume design, good weapon. It chases people. No, no, but I mean, like, good costume design, good, good, like, character, good motivation. Mm. Like you say, you're on his side. Like, for some of the stuff that, like, they did, these are horrible fucking people. And they don't get any better. Like, that's kind of the nice thing is that the horrible people at the beginning of the initial incident that causes everything. Does Eli Roth realise now that, like, if you make the characters really horrible, we root for them to get killed? Yeah. Yeah, he's realised that now and yeah, does it on purpose, unlike all his other films, yeah. where all his characters are unlikable cunts. Yeah. And oh, except for the two the two guys from uh, um, Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. You know, like, Brad, like, Pitt, like Brad Pitt's just kind of a bad he's guy. He's just in that. Yeah, Brad... Oh, yeah, no, it's Quentin Tarantino, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's a Tar- yeah. Tarantino film. Yeah. No, but Brad Pitt's kind of just Green like... Inferno. Oh, God. Fucking... You, you Did he actually think? direct that? Yeah, he directed that. Yeah, it's oh, pretty bad. Yeah, it is. Um, but Did yeah, you do like, like the Cabin Fever remake? No, that was someone else. Yeah. Yeah. The original Fever Cabin Fever is quite good. Yeah. I wouldn't see that in the cinema. I actually like that. Um, Pancakes. <laughs> Pancakes. Um, yeah, I'm going to give this... I am going to give this a Cuba Gooding Jr. Oh, I met for the star of Men of Honor? Yeah. <laughs> was that him or was that Donald... Racist. <laughs> Racist. I can't remember now. Men of Honor. What's the mid- radio? Pearl Harbor. What's the Sub Zero? Fucking Cubican Jews is definitely in one of those military dramas. Yeah, isn't it? Men of Honor. Is it Men of Honor? Yeah, I was right the first time. And Pearl Harbor. It's not Terence Howard. No, Terence Howard is not in Men of Honor. He's in Red Tails though. Oh look, they spell Men of Honor with a U in um thingy. Yeah, Cubican. I've seen that. I've seen that. Yeah, Red Tail was. Was he in Red... Terence Howard was. Was he in Red Tails? Yeah, he was the leader of the little... Hmm. I've never seen that. Have you not? It's not great. No, no, it's probably... I've heard. <laughs> How do you spell Terence Howard? What's the... What's the friggin'... Um, I'm sure he was in some military drama thingy. Iron Man. That was... <laughs> <laughs> um, He had one of them, didn't he? Oh, he was in movie 43. Oh, man, there's a... Who, Terrence Howard? Yeah, Terrence Howard, yeah. Well, he doesn't believe in the number 43 exists, so he wasn't really on He's good at maths. He's got, he's got a really good math head on him. It all makes sense. You know, how can one plus one equals two? Of course it equals one. It's two ones. Fucking... <laughs> <laughs> what are you on about? Forget He was in Get Rich and Die Trotting. Jesus Christ. Yeah, the 50 cent. Doco. <laughs> I'm going to give... I'm going to give this a Don Cheadle. Hearts War. I'm going to give this a Don Cheadle. That's what I'm going to give it. Don Cheadle? Yeah, it's pretty good. Were you, were you going to give it a Terence Howard first, but then you changed your mind? I changed my mind, because yeah. you can't really tell the difference between them. Really? Yeah, a six-foot-tall black dude and a five-foot-four black dude. Yeah, completely the same. Do you reckon they're going to do Iron Man from Another Dimension? They're not right? the same fucking shade. Right. It's like and it's Terrence Howard. And Terence Howard is his roadie. Yeah, comes back. Do. Yeah. It's like... And he'll be like, no, Iron Man 1 was set in another reality. Well, no, this is Iron Man 1 2, so it's Iron Man 1 by Terrence Howard's maps. Um, yeah, like Thanksgiving. It's like fun. If you want to slash it, then there it is. Like, there needs to be more holiday-based slashes. My Bloody Valentine. My Bloody Valentine's a weird film. Because it's about cannibalism, isn't it? Like, technically. Well, that's the uh, minor guy, isn't it? Yeah. It's not cannibalism. Yeah, he gets trapped in the mine. He has to eat people. 
But I mean, we've been there. Yeah, I guess. We did famously do that. Shrove Tuesday. We did famously do that episode in a fucking mine. There's no Shrove Tuesday slasher movies. Is there not? No, no. There's a pancake day. There's not. Yeah, it's probably like a pancake day one. Should we do? Our, should we write a script? It's a very British one. I don't should think any other countries have write, pancakes. We can write though. like a script for Shrove. And we could just call it crepes in other countries. Yeah, because our pancakes. Crepe day. All load of crepe. Yeah. Freaking. Your review. Ad. What's that one that everyone goes on about St George's Day? Oh yeah. Yes, slasher movie. St George comes back to life and he kills all those people. Those bloody, those bloody people who don't want Britain for the British. Kills them. But he was Arabian. Yeah, no, don't worry about that. He's white. <laughs> he's white as the driven snow in this. Oh right. Okay. Just, just like he's, just like Jesus. Gets... <laughs> Jesus was the only bloke in Iraq without a tan. He was whiter than you could believe. He was vanilla bean ice cream white. Your review, Ad. Um, Carbon Rider Agito. Oh yeah, how's that going? It's really good. Yeah, so Ag- Agito, Carmen Rider Agito Don't get angry with me. is the second of the um, the newer Carmen Riders. Oh, okay. You know, it was rebooted in 2000. Yeah, of course, famously. Um, I reviewed Cougar last year. Yeah. I watched yeah. Cougar last year. Agito follows on from that. Oh, right. Cougar's was the one where it's like gory. <laughs> Not really. Oh, okay. Which was the one that was gory? Amazon's, Amazon's is really gory. Yeah. Black Sun's pretty gory. Yeah. So they were like connected. They were made for adults, so there's yeah. like more of an adult thing. Agito and Cougar are more sort of like CW sort of level. Oh, okay. But um, I don't want to wait. Agito sort of at the start, it makes some hints that it's like a sequel series to Cougar, but it's not really. They just mention, oh, there were some monsters that attacked some place and a Carmen Rider killed them oh, okay. and saved the day. Could these new monsters be the same thing? No, they're not. So there's a lot of backstory in Agito. You got a main character called Shoichi. He he's lost his memory. Writer's favorite friend. Shoichi's the name of the main character from. Uh... It's a pretty common Japanese. Oh, name. okay. Parasite, isn't it? Probably. Shoichi, and then what's the name of the little? Migi. Right, Migi. Yeah. Migi. But when they translated the comics to America and they flipped them around, they didn't change the name. No, they changed his name to Lefty. Oh, really? Because Migi is right. Oh. Yeah. Parasite's a real good anime. Yeah, I haven't finished watching that. Have you not? No, but anyway, so he's got his memory. He doesn't have a memory, and there's these monsters that are killing people, and they're connected somehow. They seems he sort of has a habit of killing families, like these monsters. They do the first one like turns up. They do a little hand si- signal thing. They catch the person. This first one just shoves them into a tree or shoves them into some hole. Yeah. So they're just like all folded up and dead. Um, they use a lot of fake of dummies in this show, just crumpled up and shoved into things. Um, but, um, yeah, he's, every time the monster turns up, he gets like a sense, runs off, fights the monster. And at first he doesn't have any control over it. He's like just a rage machine, but he sort of starts to gain control as it goes on. Meanwhile, there's a police department who have made a mechorama of their own to fight unknown monsters after seeing what happened in Cougar, you know, knowing that there's some monsters out there. They've made an armor called G3, which is like a man-made like like a RoboCop armor, but without a dead guy inside it. Hmm. So ethical RoboCop, really. Oh, okay. But happens to look like a Carmen Rider, and he goes out and he fights monsters. And then there's another guy called Ryu, Rio, who's a swimmer who got injured and he stopped swimming, and he kind of like lost some of his friends because of it. And he's that he's you no, know, his life's gone bad. His dad died, his girlfriend left him, all this sort of stuff. But he started turning into a monster as well, and he doesn't know why. 
he's turned into a Carmen Rider as well. Oh, okay. And but he's like organic and stuff. Then it sort of sets up at the start the three riders. One of them's all technological because it's man-made machines. That's G three. Mm. Cougars um, or Agito's like magical in a sense. Yeah. But it is actually the same thing that's going on with the other guy. But it's just he has the belt and he does the henshin and it all psh, and he has powers and stuff. So he's a bit magical. And the other guy Ryu turns into Gills, which is a cool name. And he's like a sort of like a Giver. He's biomechanical. Oh, cool. Um, his mouth opens and shit, oh. and then later in the series he gets like blades that come out of his arms. It's very Giver like. Um, and for a while when he changes, it's like his body gets fucked up by it. Like he gets burns all over his body, and he has to let, wait for them to heal before he can change again. Mm. Um, but the whole series is like you know the first half of the series very much focuses on Shuichi figuring out his memories. He doesn't have any memories. He's living with her family that he stumbled upon, and they took him in, and he sort of does housework for him to pay his rent and all this sort of stuff. Grows vegetables, loves cabbage. Um, but he's just a really nice guy. And there's all this worry through the show. He's worried that if he gets his memories back, will he be the same person he's now? Because he's quite happy and all this sort of stuff. And he doesn't want to know what happened in the past. And he gets little flashes and all this sort of thing. And there's also the investigation going on, the police figuring out what's going on with the people. And Gills sort of butts in every now and again. It's a bit of a uh, rogue element in the story. Keeps getting mixed up in the affairs. Um, sort of puts him across as like sort of antagonistic for a while. He's not really a bad guy, but it's just that his goals seem to push against everyone else's for a while. Yeah. So he ends up getting into fights every now and again. But this is the first series where like two there's multiple Carmen Riders in the new in like a standard. Um, most shows some in the old Showa era ones, mm. there'd be a lead rider, and then like. Once a series, a couple of the older riders would turn up for a bit. Or in the case of the first Carmen Rider series, the main rider actor injured himself, so they had to bring in another Carmen Rider. And then for the second half of the show, they're both doing Carmen Ridery stuff. But this is the first time there's like three separate riders with their own individual characters who aren't linked, as in being the same person. They aren't like historical riders. They're just there. They're key to the story. They're doing their thing. Um, another one turns up later. He's literally called another Agito. Um, and he's a bit like Blackjack. He's a super surgeon who's incredibly skilled. But he's also got a weird ego and he thinks he's going to be the only Agito. So he makes it his goal to kill all the Agitos. Hmm. So he's a bit antagonistic for a while. But he learns his lesson and then just dies. So fuck him, I suppose. He lost his arm and he had his brother's arm grafted onto him. He, they died climbing a mountain. His brother froze to death and he had frostbite on his arm. So they put his brother's arm on his arm. And it keeps stopping him from doing bad things. Mm. Like his brother's magical. Um, but the story is really high concept. Even though it's, the monsters that they're fighting are trying to kill people who have the potential to turn into an Agito. You find out gradually. They're all people who have some sort of power. So they have like psychic abilities and stuff. And there's um, one guy getting a group of them together. He's like bringing these psychic people together to protect them. And help them foster their powers. So they can turn into Agito sooner. And help save the world. And they all have weird adventures. And they're literally fighting God. Um, the villain is God. <laughs> nice, nice. <clears throat> they fight, there's a baby that comes out of this device, kills everyone. The baby grows up super fast, saves Rio's life. He dies like multiple times. He just can't be killed. He gets drowned and all sorts and just comes back to life. Um, but um, yeah, it's literally there was like a light God and a dark God. But the dark God was kind of the one who liked humanity. And he wanted to put her powers into them. And the light god's like, you can't give them powers. 
That's crazy. So he makes it his goal to stop him ever developing these powers, killing all the Agito. Um, but that's, that's the concept of the show is, will humanity evolve past what it has? Will it learn to, you know, embrace the future and change? Or will it fight against it? That's sort of what the show's about. And also it's about sick-ass motorbikes and karate-kicking things in the face. Yeah, of course. That's all you need. Kick-ass motorbikes and karate-kicking monsters in the face. Yeah. It's kind of got some gruesome mon- deaths in it as it goes along. But like the way the monsters kill people are kind of... They're not gory or anything. They're just horrific. Is this the one where they've also got the... Um, you mentioned like the transformations are a bit weird. Whatever you're going to say, probably not. No, okay. <laughs> I mean, they transform all the time, don't they? Yeah, I know, but like, wasn't it like there are some like actual like pretty, pretty gross like proper transformations? No, that's more like Black Sun. Have you not watched Black Sun? No, Black Sun's fantastic. No, this is like the monsters do stuff like they'll like they do this hand signal when they're going to do a magic, and they'll like fire a dart at someone, and it turns the person into sand, and yeah. they just go, and their body just drops to the floor as sand. Um, there was one where a guy turns into ash. He's like smoking a cigarette and he turns into cigarette ash. Ash just crumbles. No. Um, and the water person getting exploded and stuff like that. It's pretty, pretty grim. Mm. Um, yeah. The reason why God uses those monsters, the God guy, is because he kills one person for himself and he didn't like it. So he gets the monsters to do it as well. It's like one person gets killed and Shuichi gets like framed for the murder. As such, because he was going to meet her on that day, um, and you know his name gets cleared and everything. But there's also this plot where one the main cat, one of the main girls, her dad died a few years earlier, hmm. and she's been living with her uncle, which is the family Shoichi's with, and she thinks that she's got psychic powers. She touches things and sees memories from the past, and she's worried that Shoichi killed her dad. And there's like this whole thing going on where he's suspected of murdering this woman, and she thinks he might have killed her dad. But it's all fine because Shuichi's a good guy. He's a good guy. Yeah. And they're all tied together by this event. There was a boat. Some weird shit happened on the boat. You don't know what exactly happened for a long time. The guy who's the G3 armor wearing cop helped save everyone on the boat himself. He's a hero. He's a sort of seen as a hero cop. Yeah. Um, But you never really find out why or how he got to that boat to save them. He just happened to be there. There's even a whole episode where you see what happened. And he just he's not in it. You just keep getting told that he was the hero, saved them. And you see flashbacks where he's soaking wet and help people, but he wasn't involved. Um there is some neat stuff though that like the way Agito actually originally got his powers, because it happens before the series starts, when they eventually show that on the boat incident, they treat it like it's the first time you've ever seen him transform. And it's like that first like we you know when the show has the first transformation, it's a big moment, it has to be really cool. Yeah. Like it builds up to that and treats it like that moment. Where he like blocks an attack and then his arm starts changing and he does the pose and everything. And he's like fucking badass. Um, the show's fantastic though. It's got a really good movie called Kamen Rider G4. Yeah. Which is um, where a military organisation are trying to build their own version of the G3 unit to fight monsters. And that's got kids getting murdered in it. Um, like this whole school of psychic kids get killed except for two. Nice. You escape. I guess they weren't that psychic. They nah. can see that coming. Well, one of the girls did. Oh. That's how she escaped with another kid. Um, <laughs> she didn't warn anyone else. Just like no, she warned them all, but the monsters were attacking straight away. It was like she doesn't see that far ahead. It's oh, like right. it's, it's like, like a few like, seconds. Oh, it's Nicholas Cage from Next Powers. Yeah, but um, yeah, the little kid becomes a con artist. He like he, they get separated, and the little kid has to survive for himself. 
little boy that she helped rescue. And he's just like going around tricking people and conning them and using his powers to get him to do things to get him food and things like that. Um, but then, you know, he learns the errors of his ways. That's the future socialist one. Mm. Free food. But he learns the errors of his ways and gives back massages for money on the street. Just gives old men shoulder rubs. My God. For yen. My God. No. It's okay. Someone save that it's child. It's totally innocent. No, it's not. It's, no one takes their clothes off. They're out in the street. Oh, no one takes their clothes off, so yeah. they're definitely not masturbating. It's fine. It's fine. Just an old man enjoys it. <coughs> but um, yeah, the show's fantastic. Like It's probably entering my top five Carmen Riders. It is a brilliant show. How many Carmen Riders have you watched? Lots. Lots of Carmen Riders. Um, probably about 14, 15 seasons of it now. There's not many I haven't watched out of the post-2000s era. Um, I didn't watch Sabre or Revice. I didn't like them. They were the Which last one was Sabre? Sabre was from like two years ago. It wasn't great. Revice was the one that came after. Didn't like the look of that. Yeah. Watched Gates, though. Gates was great. Yeah, you weren't, You reviewed Gates for this. Yeah, and Gotchard's the one that's currently running, which is... Eh, it's all right. It's happening. It's a show that's on. <laughs> it exists. The best you could ask <laughs> but um Agito is great I need to watch some more from that era because I've only really that earlier stage I've only watched Cougar Ag- Agito and um Kabuto Kabuto is quite weird it's a bit crazy it goes all over the place I need to watch Ryuki and I need to watch the American adaptation of that because that's one of the few Carbon Riders got adapted oh right cool. see it was on CW yeah it was cut Masked Rider Dragon oh. Knight had Mark Dacascos in it Carl XY was a show on Fox Teens, Teen Network, whatever it fucking was. Do you remember Carl XY? No one watched Carl XY. Carl XY? Was he the one with no belly button? He had no belly button. Yeah, why? Why do you have no belly button? Because he was a clone. He was a fucking clone! Oh. Ah! Carl XY. I, no one watched it. You couldn't turn into a karate bug man, though. Alison Mack could. Alison Mack, like, branded people. No, not that Alison Mack. You know Alison Mack who could become a puddle? No, Alison Mack from Smallville. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking joined about Alison Mack, the fantastic world of Alison Mack. Who? She was a girl who could become a puddle. She got sprayed with toxic waste. All right. And she could transform into a puddle. Normally that's a one-way jerky. thing. If you get sprayed with toxic waste <laughs> and you turn into a puddle, you're, you're not coming back from that. You're not getting a daredevil every day. What if in Avengers Secret Wars... When they get into the big fight and all the heroes inevitably turn up and they do the big, you know, Avengers Assemble moment, what if Senator Watts-His-Face from the first X-Men film just forms out the ground from a puddle? <laughs> fucking, and then dies again. He's dead now, isn't he, the actor who played him, I think? Uh, Can't no, his name. Uh... I'm sure he died a few years ago. But anyway, Carmen Agito. It's fantastic. Um, You should watch it. Secret World of Alex Mack. Alex Mack, see? Alex Mack, sorry. I told you, Alison Mack was the one who branded people in a sex cult. I bet that's going to get mixed up. People are going to get that mixed up. But yeah, yeah, Alex Mack could become a a pile of goop. Oh, wow, that's a useful power. Well, she could go under doors and stuff. Oh, she could fall down drains. Yeah, Yeah. she could find clues. She should just come out of the drains with loads of shit stuck to her. Alex is an average teenage girl in Paradise Valley. While walking home from school, she is <coughs> hit by a truck carrying GC161 <coughs> and is doused with it, thus giving her extraordinary powers. Among them are telekinesis, the ability to generate electricity from her hands, the ability to liquefy slash travel from one place in the form of a puddle. 
How are those powers related? <laughs> some cohesion. Wait, wait, Anne, wait, wait, Anne. Are you asking for me to explain the science of a Nickelodeon TV program to you? At least Dead Ever got like echolocation from. What the was top. what was the what was the two was it two friends? She couldn't like the only other guy who got like special powers Fred from Toxic Waste was the guy who exploded when he got hit by a car Fred Robocop. And Fred what? and Fred. Freds. Fred. The two Freds. What was the what was the Nickelodeon show? The two Freds. There was Fred. No, no there was a Nickelodeon the show in like the nineties. There was like Fred and Fred. No idea. Ed, Ed and Eddie. No, it wasn't Ed, Ed and Eddie. Do you remember the Amazing Inside Out boy? No, that doesn't sound like a good pair. The amazing Inside Out boy was a boy who went so high on the swings, he went all the way round and it turned his body inside out. All right. He was a Nickelodeon cartoon. That's not good. That would hurt. No, it did hurt You'd be incredible amounts of pain. Yeah, there was like a load of weird Nickelodeon 90s TV shows that people forget. Anyway, what's your review? My final review, Ant, and it's mm. the review I know you've been most looking forward to, mm. Ant, mm. we finally saw it, mm. The Hungry Games. Hmm. Ballad of Song and Snake. Oh, Hunger Games, the prequel. Minus one, yeah, the prequel. Yeah. So, I saw Hunger Games. And if you know anything about me, you know I love watching kids murder kids. Hmm. It's just right there in my in my sweet spot. I just love watching those those active teenagers running around with sharp objects. More than likely in real life, they trip and kill themselves. But in these shows, or films, sorry, they seem very proficient killers. And so we come to the 10th annual Hunger Games. The 10th? 10th. This I is, thought this was like the, fir- about no, the first one. No, this is the 10th annual oh. Hunger Games. So we I find out... the whole out point was that it was going to be how... The 10th annual Hunger Games. How they did the first one. Shh. I don't know about the 10th one. So basically, this is a prequel to the Hunger Games that we've seen before. The Hunger Games in the original Hunger Games trilogy is the 74th and the 75th Hunger Games. Yeah. So the 75th is the Quarter Quell, which is where they have a special special event, and that one they bring back past winners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, in yeah. Hunger Games, yeah. a songbird prequel, some bollocks, we meet Coralina Snow. What? <laughs> What's he got in his butt? Coralina Snow. That sounds like a hurt. <laughs> so this is the character that in the in the original films was played by Donald Sutherland. We're seeing him as a young lad. So 65 years earlier. Yeah. Coralina Snow. And no, that name doesn't ever stop being... So so I'm just going to quickly come out and say, this isn't a good we'll movie. see a doctor if you've got Coralina Snow. This isn't a good movie, right? It's It's just not. Like, someone had the idea for a movie... And then they put another movie on the end of that movie. So initially, we're seeing The Hunger Games from the perspective of two people. One is the primp and proper Coralina Snow, who is what they call a... um, Not a foster, what's the... A mentor. So he's like top of his class in some shitty little fucking tough university. And each one of his classmates in the top class get to have a person from a district as, like, their tribute, as their, like, their person they train up. And they're going to mentor them in a way that they can sort of, like, you know, be the best killers they can. They can be, like, photogenic. They don't necessarily need to win. They just need to, like, get a lot of money from people so that they can have, like, cool shit when they're in the thing. Because you can send them gifts. It's the first year they're making it so that they can send them gifts. 
And so Coralinus gets Lucy, 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 what is her fucking name? Sorry, bear with me one second. Lucy in the school Lucy of Gray. All right. And it's funny that I forget her last name because they say Lucy Gray about 70 fucking times throughout this movie. No one just calls her Lucy. There's no other character called Lucy. There is one Lucy in this film. It's Lucy Gray. And every chance they get, instead of just saying Lucy, they go, Lucy Gray? Lucy Gray? So Coralina Snow is tasked with making Lucy Gray the most popular character in the Hunger Games. Hmm. And he does so through deceit and deception. Hmm. Now, the Hunger Games themselves... It's a nice little Hunger Games. I love a good tournament where people kill each other. And that's what we get in this. We get a bunch of teens killing each other. The only problem is... Instead of that being the bulk of the movie, which is what you'd expect in a film called The Fucking Hunger Games, that's just the middle 40 minutes to an hour. It's just The Hunger Games. Yeah. And we're shown that like the, the characters aren't looked after. They aren't being fed before they go into the games. There's no real... like They get stuck in a zoo... In between, like, them arriving in the capital and them being sent out to the games. They get stuck in a zoo. So all these mentors are introduced to make them more profitable and viable for screen presence. That's how YouTubers can tell you that's a thing that actually used to happen. Really? Yeah, they used to be human zoos. Oh, yeah, yeah, they did, yeah. yeah. They're mostly just people from other countries that we found. Yeah. Found. But found. Britain. Britain, yeah. Did it. Britain did some pretty dark shit. Um, so anyway, so, um, so Coralinus... Um, goes on to like help his person become really popular. Before they even get to the Hunger Games, a bunch of the fucking tributes die because they're just not very good at keeping them alive. Uh, one of the mentors gets stabbed in the neck. That's pretty cool, but somehow there's no blood. No, it works. It's 12, isn't it? It's 12, yeah. Um, there's no blood when any of them die at all, actually. There's like a little blood out of the nose at one point, but that's it. But anyway, people so, should watch Battle Royale instead. So here's here's the thing, right? So it feels like they're setting up to like say something about the Hunger Games. They feel like they're setting up to be like, no, we probably shouldn't fucking do this because it's gotten a bit dark. And the moment that I think they should have probably gone, we shouldn't do this, is when one of the contestants is an eight-year-old girl with Down syndrome. Not like not a character, not a character just that's eight. They have to put like a real bow on it. And say she's also got Down syndrome. Like, that's a choice they made. As a director, they were like. Yeah, so you feel bad. Because no one feels bad for kids being forced to If she to was just other. eight, you'd feel bad. And so, like, yeah. they keep hammering her home that this poor girl is going to be sent to her death. And you're like, they must do something to stop this going ahead. Because that's fucking barbaric. But no, eight year old kid. That's the point. With then. Down syndromes, goes into the Hunger Games, and then, hey, guess what, Ant? Guess what? Ant, who gets the most horrific death of all the people in the Hunger Games, you reckon? Uh, that guy who got stabbed in the throat sounds pretty bad. And that was a girl, and that was before the Hunger Games. Uh, and it was a mentor, so fuck yeah. her. She can get fucking stabbed in the throat all they want. No, who do you think Who do you think gets the worst death? That's right, it's the eight-year-old girl with fucking Down syndrome. yeah. She gets swarmed by a fucking wave of snakes that have incredibly painful, venomous bites and attack anything they don't know the scent of. Mm. And she is the first to get swamped by thousands of these snakes. This is thousands, not one. An eight-year-old girl. Yeah. And as she is about to get killed, Jason Schwartzman says, 
Oh, what are they delivering into the thing? I hope it's candy. It's not candy. Oh. It's a big jar. With big, big old <laughs> big fucking, snakes. Big obelisk of snakes. Um, which is just like, okay. So you've got this, you've got this horrific thing. You've made us watch this horrific thing. You've made these decisions to hammer home. Yeah, the capital are evil and they're doing horrific shit and they're like putting little girls to death. Okay, great, fine. You've made your point. Movie has another hour to go by the end of the Hunger Games. So what is that last hour about? Of course, Coralanus gets caught for tampering with the snakes and putting Lucy May's little hanky in there so that the snakes know her scent and don't attack her. And of course, he gave her some poison to use in the Hunger Games. I'm not seeing a Down Syndrome kid on there. Oh, God, please don't tell me they cast someone and put them in makeup. I don't know, man. Her name's like, her name's like, W something like. Wubba dubba dub dub. Yeah. Um, so the last hour of the film is Snow, like, betraying his friend, having his friend killed, and then trying to kill Lucy Gray, who he attempts to run away with because he loves her. And then he doesn't manage to kill her, she gets away, and then they're like, oh hey, Coralanus, why don't you come back to the capital? He's like, yeah, I think <laughs> I will. Yeah. He goes, yeah, yeah, I think I will. And then they send him back to the capital. He's like, I guess I'm going to start being in the Hungry Games. You can start doing some Hungry Games. It is dog shit, Anne. The first hour and 40 minutes were fine. Like, the Hunger Games, yeah, it's bleak. Yeah, it's cruel. Unnecessarily cruel. And yes, they use... Oh, no, there you go. There's the Down Syndrome. They use a character as, like, a point just to make you feel bad for something you should already feel bad for these people about. Fine, whatever, you know. Subtlety isn't the name of the game for these films. But then to have another hour where it is the most boring, bland character in the world. No Hunger Games whatsoever. And then a love story that at best feels like potentially it's rape, but she seems to consent. Although, does she? It's fucking crap. I mean, it's so that, disgustingly that's what Hunger shit. Games are like. It's so It's shit. a dystopia. It's shit. It's fucking so shockingly shit. It's hard to really fathom how they made such a bad movie. Why isn't it about the first Hunger Games? It's three fucking hours long, Ad. Why isn't it about the first Hunger Games? The Hunger Games is an hour of that runtime. Battle Royale is is about 20 minutes shorter than this. That's two hours. Unless you watch the director's cut version, which is not the best version. You should watch the regular theatrical cut. Is the director's cut. cut version the one with like the 15 minutes at the end? It's got a bunch of extra stuff. It's got the epilogue bit and it's got the extra flashbacks and things oh, like that. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the extra yeah, flashbacks. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's got the like the guitar playing shit as well, hasn't it? It does, yeah. Yeah. But, um, um, yeah, okay. Well, but still, Battle Royale, made in 1998. More no, no, balls, no. better gore, better, more interesting things to say. Same fucking concept. Just watch Battle It's not Royale. the same. She never saw Battle Royale. She never heard of it. Battle Royale. Better film. It's a coincidence that all the kids Belco got given experiment. a backpack with a random... Pre- Belco experiment. Better film. Just watch Squid Game again. That's better. This is shit. Do you think Netflix watched Squid Game? Yeah. Because they made a game show out of it. I've been watching the game show. Yeah. There's only five episodes. Has anyone far. died on it yet? No, but they, a lot of people apparently got hyperthermia for one of the bits. Sweet. Because apparently they were stuck in like a room with no heating in winter. 
Yeah. And it was like just a big open hall, like an aircraft hangar for the red light, green light thing. Mm. And it was so cold that people got hypothermia because they were lying on the ground for ages because they have to like get the pickup shots and shit, don't they? And uh, yeah, just a really horrific conditions. Mm. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so uh, fucking Hunger Games. If you're gonna go watch this, leave after the leave after Hunger Games is over because after that there is nothing but a dude named Coralina saying Lucy Gray. Lucy Gray, Lucy Gray, Lucy Gray, Lucy Gray. Did they stop Lucy the Hunger Gray. Games? No. He no. just, he's going to help him in the next one. Yeah. Um, oh, sweet. I can't wait for the sequel. Yeah. There's not going to be one. I hope there's not a fucking sequel. It'll be another free It'll be like the Fantastic Beast series. We're going to get to see how he got old. We never got to see how he got old. <laughs> no. We did see, we did see that apparently wizards need World War Two to happen. Because J.K. Rowling's not a Nazi, apparently. <laughs> I did not see that covered. Um, Hunger Games, Ballad of Song and Snakes. If you leave after an hour and 40 minutes, it's Matthew Modine. If you stay till the end, it's a Rob Schneider. It's dog shit. It's just fucking dog shit. It's fucking pointless dog shit. Why? There's a tape recording bird. There's literally a tape recording bird. Yeah, like, they have those birds. No, that... yeah, they have the birds that mimic shit. In this, mm. they've got a little remote control. That's record and play. Oh. And that's how he records his mate saying that in front of the tape recording birds he knows exist, he's going like, I'm going to help him escape. And then we're going to get out of the district. So we're going to live a happy life. And like, he's like, okay, mate, yeah, you go do that. You go do that, mate. You go help the rebels get out of here. And he's like, I will. I, and he says his full name, we'll help the rebels. And he's like, good, good. Click. And he's like, what's that noise? He's like, oh, I was just hitting stop on the record for these birds. He's like, you're recording that? He's like, no. Certainly wasn't a recording bird. It's just fucking stupid. It's wasn't so... it about the first Hunger Games? I don't know, man. I that wish it was. Apparently, that would have been interesting. So, so one thing that they do mention in this is like Hunger Games before, the reason they brought in these mentors to help the tributes actually like be decent is because the Hunger Games before lasted like 10 minutes and no one watched it. Because it was just kids running in and killing each other. But this one, they've like got like a... They've got like a design to the arena, so there's places they can hide and go into. And like it's like the development will eventually be that big arena. But for now, they've just got these little like... Little like arenas, like coliseums. But yeah, it's just dog shit, mate. I think I would have done... Um, the Hunger Games was a spin-off of um, Gladiators. Gladiators! Over the years, they just sort of kept up in the auntie. And then... Watch out! You've fallen into the chamber. And what's trapped in that chamber? That's right. Wolf is chained up. It's just an old man. <laughs> and Leotard. And Daniel Dale's still hot. Jet. Jet. Jet's still hot. You know what, right? Jet was in a lifting video when I worked as an engineer. Hmm. I had to watch a health and safety video. They're like, when you lift, lift this one. I'm yeah. pretty sure we had that at Toys of Us. We had that when I was an engineer. <laughs> they, were like, they were like, hey, we don't have anything about the lab, so just be careful. <laughs> yeah, I'll be careful. Anyway, Hungry Games, bad. Hey, you, review. Oh, right. My review, is it? Fucking cunt, My yeah. fucking review. I watched Scott Pilgrim Takes Off. How's that gone? It's fantastic. I'm almost done with it. I've got a couple of episodes left. Well, why not? I watched it all in one night. What's your excuse? Oh, Scott Pilgrim Takes Off is not an adaptation of the Scott Pilgrim comic. Which is what we all expected it to be. Uh, yeah, they I'm were. I'm pretty sure Edgar Wright said it was. 
it's a different take. But each adaptation of Scott Pilgrim that happens is usually like what Brian Lee O'Malley is feeling like at the time. Yeah. It's different interpretations going on with that stuff anyway. But um, yeah, in this one, um, it's, you know, Scott starts dating Ramona. Yeah. And something happens. And he goes in a wildly different direction. The story is completely different. Yeah. From like the end of the first episode onwards. Entirely different. But it's still very much about Scott. It's about, you know, grow personal growth as people. Um, Ramona had a really good date. Yeah. And like that stretches it a little bit. Like Ramona's um decision to find out what happened to Scott Pilgrim. Um it's kind of weird that she gets so involved in it a bit after one date. Well, but then other characters bring that up a bit and it's like maybe it was just a really perfect date for her and yeah. she had a chance to maybe have a relationship with someone who wasn't a dickweed. Um but the show involves her sort of going through all the former evil exes and not fighting them, but discussing things with them and figuring out their own personal things and tying out that they're not really evil. They're just... Apart from Gideon. They got got involved in like some dark shit because they were sad and they never felt... They never dealt with their... It's all about personal growth. They dealt with their emotions. It's all about personal growth and moving on. Um, The show's fantastic, though. I enjoyed the shit out of it. Like, the freaking... You haven't got to the end of the series then. What no. episode are you up to? Uh, the last one I remember in full is the um, is the um, what's his name um, the one with Chris Evans. That's episode three. Is it episode three? No, Something it's like, like episode that. five. It's not that far. It's when they're making the movie. Yeah, it's like episode five. It's not that far. Isn't it? Yeah, it is. But anyway, fucking. I watched the videotape episode as well. That came before this. So it's the videotape <sighs> episode was four. Or three? This is the first one. There's the two episodes that are the movie set. Yeah. First one's all involving Lucas Lee. Yep. Second one's the one where um, friggin' What's-His-Face had taken over the role of Scott Pilgrim and Envy Adams was playing Ramona and it was like a documentary oh, yeah, on the making it was, of the show. Yeah, okay, I saw that episode as well. Yeah. And the videotape episode is the That's episode one? five. Okay. Okay. Yes, yeah, so I am five episodes in. But, um, Which was the videotape episode? I don't know. What do you mean by videotape? Well, they're in the video store. They have the battle. It's with... That's like episode two. Oh, is that episode two? Yeah. That's when they fight Roxy. When Roxy turns up, she's the first one that Ramona deals with. And they go, yeah, you're not evil ex number one or number two. And she's like, yeah, I'm just doing my own thing. But um, yeah, in this, Matthew Patel takes control of Gideon Graves' empire and he sets his own plans in motions. Matthew Patel, um, that guy plays him. Um, Can't remember his name. But... um, He's freaking got pure anime voice, like he sounds like he does anime voice acting. Yeah. Um, and they're not all nece- not all the characters are necessarily doing exactly the same voice they did in the film. Like Michael Cera doesn't sound the same as he does in the film. He's he not doing younger. He's not yeah, but he's not doing a Michael Cera voice. He's doing like uh, something a bit more pulled back a little bit. Young Neil writes um, a movie. Yeah, well, he thinks he does. Um, Young Neil's great. It's really nice having Johnny Sims and freaking um, st- like Stephen. Freaking um, Stephen Stills was like my favourite character in the film. Like the guy who played him, I can't yeah. remember his name. But um, he's freaking amazing in the film. But um, they clearly knew everyone loved Wallace Wells and Kieran Culkin. And Wallace Wells is just like, he's been put to the top in this show. He's like stealing every single episode. and He just, he does yeah. it effortlessly as well. Yeah. They've done a great job of Wallace Wells in this. Just the way he has all his stunt doubles, which was Lucas Lee's bit. 
in the original film. Um, and Chris Evans just doing the full Lucas Lee voice the whole time. Yeah. They, his episode is incredible. Yeah. It's like, it. They're apparently like they, they had storyboarding and ideas for like an hour and a half worth of content and they were like, we need to shorten this down somehow. Mm. And they're like, how do we do that? And it's like, Let's not have the ending. Let's just have it disappear in the back. But um, the needle drops in that episode as well because it has um, United States or whatever by Liam Lynch at the it start. It does, yeah. Which is and that's his ringtone um, as well. Yeah. Mm. But, um, and then towards the end of the episode where he's fired a whole bunch of paparazzi. Ninjas. I misheard him. I didn't. I didn't think he said paparazzi. I thought he said gacharazzi. As in, like, because they're ninjas and stuff, and they gachas. They got gacha thing. I don't know. But was, I thought he said something else. I thought I they had like, like a pun name, but um, yeah, he fights for them, and it, that yeah. Dead Kennedy song that's in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Two, so it's playing. Um, there's a fantastic needle drop in Episode Seven. Uh, I don't want to tell you, freaking. But I was like, is that really what I think I'm hearing? Because it's not the original song; it's someone singing it. Mm. And I was like, what? And then the real version plays over the end credits, and I was like, fuck, it is. Mm. Um, and the final song that plays on the final end credits is brilliant. Yeah. Um, all the songs are different though. Anna Managuchi did like loads of the original music for it and they wrote the new songs for the for mm. the band. So I kind of like that. The, the Sex with Bomb don't play any of the songs from the film. They're like different songs. Yeah. Um, I do think it's funny how in the world of Scott Pilgrim we're supposed to believe Sex with Bomb suck but all their music is fucking awesome. <laughs> they actually rock. I liked um, uh, Knives Chow after Scott's died. Takes over as a bass Spoilers! Player. Oh yeah. Scott may have died. Becomes a bass player. Or did and, he die? And her and uh, her and um, who's on the drums? Alison Pill plays her. Yeah, Kim Pine. Kim Pine. They're just having a jam session, and it's like, how long have you been playing bass? It's like three hours. No, what time is it? <laughs> it's like four fifteen. Yeah, three hours. Yeah, really, really good, really strong cast, and just like everyone's likable again. Yeah, you need to finish the series. The friggin' big plot twist coming up. Oh yeah, big plot twist. But yeah, no, I, I fucking, I loved. Loved Kira Culkin and in like you've gotta play a straight guy playing a gay guy. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, oh yeah, they didn't have um the thing pretty much all the cast came back for it. Yeah. But um there's like some characters aren't in there though. I was expecting the vegan police to turn up at some point, oh, but Thomas they didn't. Jane and, uh, but um, no, they don't. Collins, Clifton Collins Jr. Yeah, spoilers, but I'm pretty sure it's not Bill Hader doing the narration on this. Um, I think he's one of the other guys that's like missing. Who was it who was doing the relation? Stefan Johnson. Okay. Wait. Um, that might be Bill Hader still. No, it's the announcers. Actually, no, Stefan Johnson might be the announcer voice for the, um, you know, Ramona versus Steve. Yeah. And also, um, so Stefan is a famous character played by Bill Hader. No, it's, it's a black dude. Oh, okay. <laughs> is he doing blackface then? Yeah, yeah, he's doing, he's doing the black voice. Yeah. Oh, Griffin Newman's in it as well, yeah. Um, Al Yankovic does a voice. I'm not sure who it is because it just says featuring Al Yankovic on the credits. It's I'm only pretty for one sure, episode, though, isn't it? I'm pretty sure he's the voice of Edgar Wrong, the director. No, because that's um, that's someone else. I know who that is. I can't remember who it's it not, is. It's not. Mark Webber, that's the guy who plays Stephen Stills. Yeah, he should yeah. be in more stuff. He's freaking... He is great in loads of, loads freaking... of stuff he does. He was in like a bunch of horror movies for a bit. Yeah, but he deserves better than that. No, he's in um, that, um, you know, the Lars von Trier film that's not directed by him, Dear Wendy. That's oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 he's, yeah. Dear Wendy's a good film. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, Mark Webber's not in enough stuff. Doesn't turn up enough. Oh, God, he was in the, was that the LA Confidential TV series, wasn't there? 
Or yeah. something. There was a new one, wasn't there, a few years ago? Wasn't he also in? He was he's in the DC. Green, he's in Green Room. Yes, he is. Yeah, mm. yeah. But um, yeah, he's my favourite part of friggin' Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Friggin', I need to get the 4K Blu-ray of that. Um, but no, the show's great. Orby Plaza has a bit more to do in it, and you yeah, know, not much Anna Kendrick's it. character though. Um, Scott's sister still just like doesn't do much because she's in the comic quite a bit. Um, but she sort of just, in this, she's pretty much just like whenever they go to the coffee shop, she's there. She kisses. The she kisses. Um, what's her name? She kisses the um, the second ex, the girl. You know, in the video shop, the video fight. Oh, Roxy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She kisses Roxy because they're like they have that romantic moment. They kiss each other, and she goes nothing, nah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a really good show. I enjoyed yeah. the shit out of it. The finale's fantastic. The music choices are brilliant. The friggin' one random needle drop in episode seven mm. is amazing. The last episode's end credits. There's two songs over the end credits, and the last one that plays. Is beautiful, <laughs> but um, yeah, all those like there's, there's I love those bits where the fight um, I think it's in episode two or one of the fights is like two D for most of the fight, and it's it's animated like a Street Fighter fight for a whole bunch of it. It's in episode two. Is that the video shop fight? I think so. Yeah. That's um no, that's not when they go through different. Yeah, different... they go for different realms, but it starts yeah. off with like oh. being all Street Fighter style. Yeah, like it's all animated. 1v1 um, Scott's fight starts off like that and then it turns into looking like the film for a bit and then against Matthew Patel mm. and then changes up massively but um, no nah, it's so good fun it's I genuinely fun. thought it was going to be like a retelling of the, the original story like, yeah I, I do think that's I, a lot of the marketing pointed towards that I didn't think it was I think they were going to do something but I didn't think it was going to be this <laughs> mm. but it, the fact it was called Scott Pilgrim Takes Off suggested to me that it was going to be a different story yeah because it would just be Scott Pil- Pilgrim versus the world if it was the original animation like mm. but it's a really good show um some people think there's going to be a season two but Brian O'Malley said the little there's a little teaser thing in the end credits uh, mm. in the last episode but he said he just put it there to take the piss out of Marvel films always putting a post credit ah. thing um but yeah it's it's fun it's great you should watch the whole thing I still I the comics are the best way for that original story to be taken in like the mm. film's great but the comics are I was so one of the cool fun. kids who was already reading the comics before the films came out. Well, I bought them when I found out Edgar Wright was involved. And then the last issue didn't come out until after the film came out. That's why the ending's mm. different. Um, but yeah, no, I, I loved the books. But the last two books were basically... Last two? Well, the last one came out after the film was out, but the last book came out just not long before the film came out. Oh, the fifth okay. one. Yeah. Because um, the Katanagi twin stuff's entirely different as well. Yeah. Um, this is a lot more like, the, like they are in the comics, yeah. the Katanagi twins in this. Um they don't have much to do though, but they're there. They exist, but they're always the ones who are off by the side, and because their their issue with the comic is like they're barely in it. Mm. Their robot keeps turning up, and Scott keeps fighting the robot, and then it's like they turn up towards the end. And that episode's all about Scott learning some lessons, and you have the I think that's the issue that's got the backstory with Kim Pine and um, Scott fighting the kids at the school. Mm. Yeah, you find out that Scott was like the best fighter in his school district, and then he has to face off against that. That's just the casual fact about Scott. Yeah, is that for some reason he's the greatest fighter in Toronto? Um, it was all like, he wants to punch the guy so hard he saw the curvature of the earth. It's all very like initially because I when I first got into um, Scott Pilgrim, and like I think it was just after the Blu-ray was released, I bought that and I started getting back into it, and that was around the time they did the. Um, what's the the Japanese series about schools 
the like our rivals, like the Dead Crows or Ninety Nine Crows, whatever it is. No, there's like a series that's a bit like um, it's a bit like rivals, not rival schools. What's uh, the fucking Kuya Kuya High? That stuff, possibly. Yeah, no, it's no. like basically it's like it's like a bunch of schools have like rival gangs, and the gangs have leaders that are just really good at beating. You saying the these are rival other. schools that are united by fate? Rival schools, the game. I was thinking of the band. Oh, <laughs> um, I love that they have to pay Capcom <laughs> every time they resell a copy of that first album because yeah. they call themselves Rival Schools and the album's called United by Fate, so they owe Capcom money. <laughs> I love Capcom. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I'm really enjoying it so far. I just haven't gotten around to watching the last couple of episodes, but I will do. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, it it's got a lot more maturity to it, and it feels a lot more like. Um, I mean, I you read Lost at Sea, one of his other comics. It's got that sort of feel to it at times where it's just very melancholic and takes its time to tell yeah. emotional stories, but then, you know, fights against ninja paparazzi. Lost at Sea's the one, the car journey, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That film's that's great. I'd love to see a film done of that. What was the what was the one that I read recently? The one that I've got downstairs. Seconds. Yeah, yeah. I never read Snot Girl. That was I never one read Snot Girl either. That was one he co-wrote and yeah. worked on. That wasn't entirely. Riley O'Malley was a co-production thing. Has he done anything recently? Um, he's working on this. Yeah, he true. does odd little things here and there, doesn't he? He just chills out. He's got Scott Pilgrim money. Yeah, I mean mm. that that film was so good when it came out, and mm. Edgar Wright. Obviously, he has like a shooting style. I think, like, I get like, I get vibes of like just independent movies mixed in with like energy. Like Martin Scorsese, he loves like shots being alive. Loves everything being moving and like taking in, taking in. There's things. not many directors now where I think have an extremely distinctive style like him. I mean, I'll, I will pick out the friggin' distinctions of various directors that are boring as heck. But um, like Christopher Nolan, I find I find ninety percent of Christopher Nolan stuff boring as shit. Oddly enough, like I thought, Tenant was like way more interesting mm. than it needed to be. But Edgar Wright's got that. Easily identifiable from one or two shots, you know you're watching an Edgar Wright film. Yeah. You know, like Tim Burton or something. Like that. Good Tim Burton. Let's not... Well, like, one of the things that I Let's always, not give him too much credit. One of the things that I always, like, I always appreciate with Edgar Wright is he knows how to shoot action. For someone who's not an action director, he knows how to shoot action. And he knows how to shoot music videos. Yeah. And good action sequences play out a lot like a good well, music like video. Well, his, like, all of his shots, when he's shooting action, he knows where he wants the camera. It's none of this handicam shit. And, like, when he has, like, active fights, like, when he has fights where there are people fighting each other, he'll have cams, like, he'll have cameras on dollies and stuff. He won't just have them on someone, like, fucking all that juddery shit. He knows what he wants to shoot and how to shoot it. The way they do it a lot of time in films now is they just freaking... Handicaps. They plan out a choreography to shoot as much of the fight in one go, and then yeah. they shoot from multiple angles and clip it together. And then you get, like, Liam Neeson jumping over a fence in 13 Well, cuts. look at Last Night in Soho. Like, a load of that's in-camera oh, tricks. Oh, I still don't watch Last Night in Soho. It's it's fine. Like, my biggest disappointment with it was that it's just... It was meant to be an Edgar Wright horror movie, and it doesn't really feel like an Edgar Wright... That feels like Giallo. Your mum feels like... Uh... Yeah, it, that's what it feels like. It feels like an Italian horror by yeah, way of, well, like... It's his influence. It's got a load of Argento stuff in it. Yeah, you know, Argento. Identity and duplicates and double... Yeah. You know, that's, that's not... Uh, he loves his Argento, does Edgar Wright? Fucking. It's like Suspiria by way of Beyond, or from Beyond, sorry. Well, not the new Suspiria. New not Suspiria the new Suspiria, old Suspiria. The original, that really Suspiria remake is fucking amazing, though, and like four people watched it. 
and I can't get anyone to watch it because it's three hours long. But it is one of the best horror it. movies in recent years. That film's phenomenal. Yeah. But um, yeah, Scott Pilgrim takes off his cloak. No, he, um, he wears the green. You know the. I haven't. It's all in pieces nowadays. But I had a Smashing Pumpkins T-shirt, a green one. Yeah. With the hut. Yeah. 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 I had that before Scott Pilgrim. I've had that for did. years. Of course you did. Huh? It's very thin, that t-shirt now. Yeah, it's, it's worn, worn away. Apart. It's basically the neck, the, the, the neck. Oh, all that stuff fell off within a year. <laughs> I've been wearing that for years, but the actual material itself has gone thin. But um, I guessed what colour Scott Pilgrim's t-shirt was. Because I was like, right, I'm going to guess, based on the shading, it's probably the green version. Yeah. And I, brought, I, I went looking so much online to find that t-shirt. <laughs> I searched for months. To find exactly the right shade of green, I need the plum tree T-shirt, the red and yellow one. But um, yeah, he wears it in the in the film in the oh, show. Cool. So the best Smashing Pumpkins T-shirt. Yeah, um, it's best not to think about Smashing Pumpkins these days. Though. No, it's not. That guy's a fucking psychopath. He's a conspiracy theorist. Yeah, he's like a nut job now. I think he, but he, I think he's into fun conspiracies. But he's been dragged into like because he's conspiracy theory adjacent. The weirdos have used him. To like give themselves legitimacy hmm. when they can find something to time together. Like if any of them knew about Zwan, they wouldn't use it for legitimacy. Zwan, Zwan, man, jeez, no one remembers Zwan. So Their best review was I think they got, Zwan got freaking torpedoed when the Osbournes was on, and Jack Osborne was like, and Jack, no Kelly Osborne was like, yeah, it was kind of like elevator music after they went to a Zwan concert. <laughs> that kind of torpedoed any chance they have. Uh, anyway, um, you can find Dan at LV54 Space Monkey right. on Twitter. You can also find him at World Wheels Hat on Twitter. He's you've also at World Wheels Hat on uh, Stepper. Oh, he's also at World Wheels Hat on um, Blue Sky. Yeah, but yeah, and you can find him at Ant's Bot Collection on YouTube. Rare, and you can also figure. find him at Mellow Gaming on YouTube. You recently did a video on Wild Nine. Yeah, but this is a very rare figure. Yeah, so you recently did a video on World Nine for the PlayStation. How was that? No, I just played it for a bit. Okay. You can find me at Critapocalypse everywhere. Um, and it's playing with a fucking Transformer. This is rare. This is actually yeah, cool. legit. I've got yeah. a legit rare one here. Okay. How rare? I mean, very rare. How rare, though, Anne? How many did In they that make? Condition. I mean, probably a lot, but... Look, Stepper's a rare one, okay? Just trust me on that. Hey, you know what film series is underrated? Step up to the streets. Uh, step up. Step up and then step one, up two. to the streets. And there wasn't one of them something Miami. Step up five, Miami Heat. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I feel sick. Bye. So, step up films are a bit like Rocky. Like it's like there's like a there's like a challenge. And they have to get better at stepping up and then they defeat the challenge. Moose becomes a central character. There's step up 3D. Moose becomes a central character when the woman from the first film, who's not Channing Tatum, takes over as the lead. Channing Tatum's not the woman from the first film. No. He has a cameo in the second. Oh. They have trampolines. Trampolines. Trampoline. Trampoline. What? Trampoline. <laughs> hey there, I came to bring your trampoline. Keep driving. <laughs> um... You can find me at Credibleips everywhere. Um, Elon Musk fucks kids. You can't just accuse people of that without evidence. How old was Grimes when he met her? But um, he is trying to plan to save the world by <laughs> saying a slur. 
Um, what was the slur? He <coughs> he asked his Gronk Grok Grok AI. Yeah, and it said the you know the carriage cart dilemma thing, the oh, train yeah, cart yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, he said it's like if you could save a billion lives by saying a slur, but the other way you don't say a slur and lose a billion lives. And apparently that's funny. So, like, because Grok's got a sense of humour. He loves sarcasm. So here's the thing, right? If you're fucking stupid enough to ask the question, if I save a, if I say a slur, it will save a billion people. What scenario in your head do you think that's ever going to be? That's how they work. That they make up scenarios. They have to they make, make up, up things. They have to make up the dumbest fucking scenario in the world. It's like, what is it going to be? Is Superman going to be like floating above the planet? Goes, say the n word, or I'll kill a billion people. It's like, it's more like Lex Luthor would do that. No, it's Lex not. Luthor would just Superman say it. if he gets the pink kryptonite Lex, makes him Lex gay. Luthor, Lex Luthor would. Just say the he, he Lex Luthor would say a slur. Yeah, Lex Luthor says a slur when he and wants. then he'd destroy all evidence of yeah. it really yeah, elaborately. He'd, he'd make and make, still get elected president. Yeah, somehow. No, um, Elon Musk is a fucking moron. You're all fucking morons if you think he's a genius. He's fucking stupid. It's unbelievable how stupid people are. But then again, I've been watching a lot of documentaries about cults again. There's one where a woman went blue because she drank so much colloidal silver trying to cure herself of cancer. Silver. Yeah. You don't want to drink silver. Colloidal silver is a silver. medical thing, they think. It's Sil- not. It's, you don't. Any silver. It turns her blue before she dies. Um, but yeah, like, they're all Americans. There's like so many cults, and America is full of cults. There's like 7,000 active it's their cults. freedom. It's their freedom to be fucking stupid. Yeah. Elon Musk is so cult. There's fucking, nothing more American than Elon a cult. Elon Musk is so unbelievably fucking stupid. He's mm. so stupid, he made Joe American, Rogan though. seem intelligent. He's not American, but he wants to be. He's cosplaying American. He wears fucking cowboy boots and a cowboy hat. Like, you're a fucking dumbass. Your dad owned an emerald mine. And then you lied about it because you're a fucking pedo. I remember the time when he asked for evidence that he owned an emerald mine. He said he'd give a $10,000 reward if someone could prove it. Yeah. And his dad was like, can I get in on that? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, um, bye. Bye, everyone. Oh, Donald Trump's a fucking pedo and a fucking You don't need to add that cunt. to the end. We, 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 we've established it. Fine. We've established... History's established. He admitted to it on fucking... Oh, anyway, I'm done. Bye. Bye, everyone.